Today's episode of The Bingers Assemble is brought to you by our friends over at the Naughty Law Group. When you have an incident, we're talking about something like maybe you get a car accident. Your crazy landlord, he starts tripping again. He wants to raise that rent. It's be astronomical when you get nothing for it. We have somebody that's going to make sure that you get something for it. And that's our friend, John Naughty, with the history of getting his clients what they're looking for. They can say that they want to wash their hands of this and get a quick, uh, maybe just get a little settlement. You could say, I want this to be on public record. I want to take that person directly to court. John Naughty's going to get you exactly what you're looking for, what works best for you, and with a history of getting that. Check them out. That's John Naughty at the, over at the NaughtyLawGroup.com. Guys, welcome back to the Bingers Assemble. Today, we're going to our favorite place, little city. It's called West Philadelphia. See, it's called Philadelphia. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground where he spent most of his days chilling out, relaxing, maxing on cool, shooting some b-ball outside the school. And a couple of guys. We're talking about Scott Bauer, Mike Padilla, Chris Wiggins. Back at I got it really quick. These yep. guys are up to no good. I mean, he hit, he like took like a reasonable jump shot, maybe 15 feet away, and it bounced <laughs> off the rim. Could not have gone more than 12 feet, and it hits it. <laughs> And, like, they were so mad. Like, dude, you're, like, basically under the, like, rebound it. Like, I would be mad that it, like, hit you, you know? I mean, listen. they got all mad. I don't know. It's all about the box out. And he probably boxed him out incorrectly. And that's why they started making trouble in his neighborhood. I guess so. I mean, the thing hit the rim and bounced four feet and hit the dude in the head. And he got upset. It's like, dude, that's on you. Like, you're four feet away from the rim. Well, we're definitely going to get into all of that. But, guys, as you know. Oh, of course, today's episode is on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You guys know the show. If you haven't heard of this, uh, you don't have syndication. You probably aren't that cool. Nobody wants to talk to you. Your friends don't want you. You're whack. You're twisted. Your girls you don't. No, I'm just kidding. Up in America. <laughs> no, you didn't even grow up. In, you didn't grow up anywhere if you didn't know this. Of course, the Fresh Prince created by yeah, Quincy but Jones. Anywhere doesn't count. We care about America. <laughs> That's true. That's okay, now. <laughs> All right, of course, guys, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air ran for six seasons, uh, debuted in September 1990, uh, ended actually in September 1996, created by uh, Quincy Jones. Also, the let me make sure I get their names right. And Andy Borowitz and Su- Andy, sorry, Andy and Susan Borowitz, based on the lifestyle of uh, Benny Medina and starring Will Smith. Um, if you don't know who Quincy Jones is, because you're under the age of like, I don't know, 34. Uh, that, so that includes Jones, Mike and me. <laughs> Rashida <laughs> Mike yeah, and maybe, me. <laughs> maybe, whatever. Rashida Jones, who is Nurse Anne in Parks and Rec, her dad. There you go. You're welcome. Yeah, so this show is way cooler than Parks and Rec, just in case anybody was watching. I agree her. with that. I'm just explaining to the <laughs> potential audience. Don't you think that they would know the social, her from, as the lawyer from Social Network? They had like three lines. Oh, never, dude. No, no, no. Maybe. I mean, the social network is huge. But, like, no, Nurse Anne. Everybody knows Anne. All right. So, I got I mean, okay, to... I, I was going to say they would also know her from her role in the office, though. That's oh, true. Completely. Yes. Yeah, Scott, you messed up. Like, why are you, like, Parks and... The least watch of all of those yeah, is come the one on, that you man. brought up. I, I, well, yeah, but was she was an Karen. actual character. Karen like, from I the office, Scott, bro. <laughs> I feel like Scott was gonna name her from "I Love You, Man" and then say her. Well, that's a good, also. <laughs> no, no, that's not. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's. Yes, <laughs> we, uh, we we've got quite a bit to get. We've got a, quite a bit to get through. 
Uh, so the show ran for six seasons, 148 episodes. Also, the show went in uh, syndication by 1994. I think a lot of people might actually know this. Uh, actually, might actually know the show more just from being in syndication, even during its original run. Yeah, I remember when I was growing up, this thing was on WGN, the Superstation. It was on. Wait, uh, wait. Is is WGN the Superstation? Is that the Harry Carey Network? Yes, I no. think so. No, it's super. Yeah, it's that was TBS the Cubs is, Network, right? Okay, is TBS the Superstation? No. No, I think WGN, and that's the that's the Cubs network. Yeah, I specifically remember yeah, Eric Carey. That, that is like that baseball. is a You love this show, The Fresh Prince. Okay, then what's TB? What was TBS called? Uh, maybe okay. you're right. All right. Turner so Broadcasting. Yeah, so, okay, I know we know that. All right. uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. you know what? You're right. So, uh, TB, TBS was a superstation. You're right. You're right. So um, what was what was G, what was WGN was that super WGN like, was literally like the Cubs game day like di- afternoon baseball games. This I did not yeah. I okay, think, so apparent uh, so apparently WGN was also called the uh, tagline the Superstation as well. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so yeah. it was on every incarn it was on every incarnation of Superstation. <laughs> and I used to see it on UPN reruns. Uh, I used to see it on Nick uh, Nick at night. The yeah, WB, I, obviously. WB, yeah, WB. Now, uh, Fox, now they got like, it on. Uh, now they got it on VH1s early in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So the show's everywhere. And you didn't Daily watch Motion, you can watch entire episodes. Nobody watches Daily Motion. I promise. I mean, that's how I watched this whole series. So. <laughs> all right. So. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> this is not I, I a paid that. ad for um, Daily re- Motion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The okay. So the original the original network it was on NBC. Uh, this actually came on at a time where NBC was at its prime because NBC sucks. Like Scott was still watching it when NBC was crap, like right now. Um, but this is back when the Cosby Show was still on. Correct. Cheers was still on. You also had uh, Seinfeld was still on. Um, part of its rent, uh, part of its run actually overlapped with uh, Friends as well. ER, uh, Law and Order, and a whole bunch of things. Uh, so NBC, like this show, this show is huge. Just to be around all those other shows, um, I can't and really explain. Successful and successful, exactly. Around them. Yeah. Uh, so the show actually, the way this show actually came to be, uh, Benny Medina, who I had mentioned uh, previously, um, he actually he's a music manager. You might know him as the for as a manager of the very fine and very attractive Jennifer Lopez. They halftime show. Halftime show. Exactly, Super Bowl halftime show. We have no ad for that, but the he essentially went with his business partner, and they did. They wanted to market a TV show based on his life. He had gone. I guess uh, Medina had grew up in East Los Angeles, but not West Philadelphia. And then he met a rich white teenager and decided, and then got a chance to move to Beverly Hills. So essentially, it's the plot to the new uh, the new show All American. Um, that, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but. Uh, Medina went and lived with them, and then he Quincy Jones. Uh, Quincy Jones heard about the story from Medina. And Wait, then, there's another. There's like a movie or something made about this. Thank you, Scott. All right, look, a few minutes in, and I already got stuff to edit. I love it. <laughs> so Jones loved Jones. That loved the idea, and he got it. And he set up a meeting with Brandon Tartikoff, who was an NBC chief. You guys don't know who he is. Um, just go watch an old episode of Fresh, or sorry, not Fresh Prince of Saved by the Bell, and Brandon Tartikoff actually gets some screen time for God knows what reason. And then they pitch the idea of the show. Now, there's also this. <laughs> this is a random 
comment against Terdikov. What? I mean, he was on the... He, I, I just remember, like, I actually knew that name, and, it, like, that was one of the first rich people I knew. <laughs> I was like, hey, this guy Tartikov, I saw him uh, at the end doing a PSA during a drug episode of Saved by the Bell, I think. Just like a shameless, like, uh, no, I don't know. He probably deserves it. Fuck him. Okay. <laughs> I, think he's de- I think he's actually dead, so... Uh, okay. Yeah, it's, he's dead, so he didn't deserve any of that. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um, so essentially, essentially the, uh, t- the two of the, two of the main writers and co-creators that being our good, our good friends that, uh, whose name escaped me again, we're going to call them Andy and Susan. Do you guys remember the last name? Borowitz? Bar- yeah, he's right. Borowitz. Yeah. I just wanted to test it. I wanted to see who's paying attention. So when Scott's the one paying attention, I know there's an issue. Uh, so Andy... <laughs> Andy and Susan Barowitz uh, help help co-create the show. Essentially, uh, they actually had talked to talk with Quincy Jones around this, and he said that hey, um, his daughters, and I'm pretty sure this is where Rashida Jones comes in, that they were BAPs, which he calls Black American princesses, and that that was the framing for obviously the daughters on the show. You had Ashley, you had Hillary, um, and I don't know who was supposed to uh, sort of be the framing from Carlton. But they wanted to. But they wanted to talk about the experience of how if you come from means, if you made it in life, uh, you're called a sellout. And so mix that with the Benny Medina situation, and that's where the framework for the show came. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like um, you know, I, I think a lot of races do this to to similar people with you know in and amongst their race. Like if you look at like white people, like Irish people were like lower than scum or whatever, like. So I don't want to use the term like black on black prejudice because I hate that because it seems like it's very specific only to that. But like I think it exists in many other races as well. But I think that's kind of a big issue that they were trying to to talk about. Like, and we'll get more into it with like Carlton, right? But like Carlton constantly sort of got called out for this, and Hillary yeah, so much didn't, you know. All right, so you guys, are, yeah, that that is that's a very that is a very good point. Uh, at the end, I guess you could have transposed it to many different areas, but I guess like thinking about the, what the eighties and nineties, what's the group that was the most, uh, we'll say maligned, if you will, and that you're most likely to, to where you, I guess you could say it's rare to see that, Hey, they made it. Um, and that, I, I think that that, that fits for African-Americans. Obviously you can, obviously you can, like you said, you can transpose you're saying that to, only eighties and nineties. Okay, well, no, I'm just like talking about from the specific time frame when the oh, show came the out. Show. Yeah. Got it. I mean, it's still yeah, it's still present to this day, unless you're like uh, Clarence Thomas or Larry Elder or something like that. But oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So where were you guys at when you first? Do you guys remember where you were at when you first watched The Fresh Prince? Or when you first yeah, started watching? I it do. Maybe I, not. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, not the first episode. Mike, you go first. I was gonna say why well, I, I first saw it on TV. Uh, I want to say on UPN. Well, you're watching the reruns, huh? I was watching the reruns, and well, I mean, think about it, bro. Like when you have basic cable, man. Sometimes yeah. you had to. I feel like you're watching Sparks. I feel like you're watching Sparks with James Avery, and like, hey, have you heard that he's on another show? <laughs> like, oh, I can imagine what that's I, like. No, I mean, we're talking about the mid '90s, bro. This was the era of Family yeah. Matters, the Cosby Show. So it was like everything kind of fell in line. You'd watch one, it end, and the other one was starting. You just you kept yeah, going. what a. A lot of black shows back then. What do you had? This you had. You had Rock. You had. You know, obviously you had. Family what, matters. Family. Thank you. Yeah. We also had a different world, and then I mean, obviously we mentioned the Cosby Show. Then also, 
Uh, you had some of the shows that Scott watched, like Sinbad Show and Hanging with Mr. Cooper. And I love Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Come <laughs> on, are you kidding me? And then in, and then in the house. Uh, <laughs> so uh, if you, in the house, I do that. Can't, like, not as you much. can't forget about Martin, though. Of course, Martin. Dude. Of course. Damn, Gina. Can we say damn on this? Uh, yeah, we can. But you sound like Carlton saying damn, Gina. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like, damn, Gina. <laughs> Look, uh, I, like, I think that, like, this ushered, like, if you were a safe and presentable black person, you got a show. Like, Queen Latifah got a show. Uh, LL Cool J had gotten a show. Jamie Foxx had gotten Jamie a show. Jamie Foxx, we forgot how to be. Well, but it, it was all like, every show was either Chicago for black people or, like, San Francisco for white people. Did you guys wait, notice wait, that? It was... well, no, well, what's an example? What do you mean? New York was all, all the... I don't oh, know. Sorry, I New York, all too. The... Mid, mid coastal. What, it was like what coastal, show all took the black place people in... in Chicago? Or in Detroit, I guess. Midwest, I guess. I don't know. It was like I a Midwest about... revival. Because I feel like this show took place in Bel Air. Well, this then... show specifically, <laughs> right. But you but you, you mentioned it amongst his contemporaries on the network. It was yeah. on. I think most of the black shows, though, were not on NBC. This was like NBC's black show, right? What else besides Full world. House was in San Francisco, though? Yeah, I don't well, remember I'm any sorry, San I'm saying Francisco I'm saying Coast. Oh, okay. uh, so you got to be more specific, my guy. I do need to be more specific. You're right. Yeah, like, um, in the, like In the House, I think In the House took place in Los Angeles because he's supposed to be like a Raiders running back, right? Yeah. yeah. Or USC or something? Yeah, I don't know. No, that was my man. In the House, what I watched in the house. I'm talking about, you know, yeah, dude, the main character. Remember when he was walking down the alley? All right, all right, we're going to get the Fresh Prince. No, okay, let's just get the friend. All right, let's get back to the Fresh Prince. Okay, let's get back to the Fresh Prince. I don't know where this was going. All right, so. All right, so. Uh, when, I remember when I don't like. I don't remember where I was at when this. Like, I just remember the show always being on. Perhaps is the boys fact in that the gave... hood. That's what I was talking about. Come on. Okay. Well, we're gonna continue on with the Fresh Prince and forget Scott's reference that had absolutely nothing to do with black TV shows. <laughs> uh, I just always remember Fresh Prince of the Bel Air being a TV show, and that I just always remember the theme song uh, number one. And we'll get to that when we get to sort of our topics and all but this is just omnipresent you know you grow up you go to school everybody's like hey you watched the fresh prince last night or i want to be will i want to be will i want to be will and then you found like the one lame kid and you wanted to be carlton and all um what, what do you mean all right so the characters on the, i want to get into some of the characters on this show though uh obviously you got will smith um he was up, up to no good started making trouble in the neighborhood and then his mom sent him to live with his auntie and uncle in he Bel-Air. missed a basketball shot again i want to point this out this wasn't like he was <laughs> causing a lot of trouble well you know he got in a fight he got in a fight with uh he got in because a fight because he missed a basketball shot. well no the basketball shot hit the guy though but that's what I'm saying. All he did was miss a shot. All right. Whatever. Well, I mean, but yeah, but then he, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, there's probably some more supposition that happened uh, with this. Uh, so you had Will, you had, you had Will Smith playing a. He did have a mouth on him. I mean, he probably talked off. Oh, know, of course, he, oh, he definitely. Gag, did. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You don't get spun around like just yeah. by saying, "Hey, I'm sorry, buddy." Oh, well, yeah, yeah. He put him in the old. Uh, what's that move that Scott loves? The torture rack. Yeah. Put them... <laughs> Shout uh, out so to Lex you got. Luger. <laughs> yeah. So you got you got Will Smith. You got his uncle. Only you got... man to body slam. Okay. Well, moving on. <laughs> anyway, so you've got Uncle Phil, who's pl- played by James Avery. He played. He is an attorney at Firth Wynn and Meyer. 
Uh, apparently, he went to Princeton Law, which doesn't exist, we might add. Uh, I love fictional schools, uh, just in every random fictional colleges. Then you had Aunt Viv. We're going to just go ahead and only talk about... Equality uh, of opportunity. You can get into the fictional schools. It's all good. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Janet Hubert went and played, uh, played Vivian Banks. We're going to get more into her uh, later on. We're going to skip the light skin Aunt Viv also. Then you had Alfonso Ooh, Ribeiro. No, 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 no. You got you to gotta talk about the light skin. We'll, we'll go into that eventually. Yeah, we'll go. Okay, we'll go, we'll go into that. Uh, Karen Parsons played the lovely Hillary Banks, who all of us love. And then you had Tatiana M. Ali playing uh, Ashley Banks. And then Jeffrey, the butler, whose last name was uh, named Butler, played by Joseph Marcel. And then you had DJ Jazzy Jeff playing jazz. And a very annoying imp, which was also pretty common during 90s uh, TV shows. Yeah. Can't yeah, forget about okay. Nikki Banks, bro, played by Ross. Yeah, Bradley. we'll get in. We'll get in. Well, look, we're gonna get into them. Those are like during the bad seasons. We'll we'll address that. Um, I okay, blame, but, I blame all of my women decisions in my entire life on Hillary Banks. But why is that? Because, dude, she was like, I. Well, we didn't get into this the first time. I remember seeing this episode. Both my sisters, when I was, I don't know, however old I was in '94. You all decide. Look at the picture. Yes, '94. <laughs> 19? <laughs> but, oh, thank you. <laughs> no, definitely not 19. Come on, dude. 23? Anyway, 47. <laughs> yeah. Smoking a cig. Yeah. <laughs> in the parking lot, because it was illegal to go anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, social security. Watching it on my phone on Daily Motion. I literally saw it yesterday. <laughs> this is the first time I saw it. <laughs> All right, so, continue on with your decisions around Hill. All right, continue with your decisions about that, Hillary. Is, yes. uh, so she was literally like my first crush. So like every, you know, when you have your first crush, it's like it's like every woman has to be basically that. So it was just like, dude, princesses all day, every day, all life. This is like uh, Bill in Kill Bill. Remember, he saw Lana Turner, sucked his thumb. He was a fool for blondes. Isn't Lana Turner from, uh, isn't that the name of the lady from uh, Archer? Yeah, but also, Lana Turner actually also very much looks like, um, damn it, terrible reference because I forget her name now. Who played the bride? Uh, okay. Well, all right. So, well, okay. You I know, don't, uh, Uma Thurman? What, Uma yes. Thurman? Okay. Okay. Redo. So, Lana so Turner what, looks what? just like uh, Uma Thurman in real life. No, if you look at pictures, totally. There's a good like reference. It's like a more, reference like, within a reference in a movie. That's why I, I feel like we've talked about so, other shows more on this episode than The Fresh Prince thus far. Well, Probably. for all the listeners, for all the listeners out there, okay. Scott's basically going on a rant to clarify that his crush on Hillary Banks was the beginning of his uh, career in race relations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Scott, how many girls did Long, you date that look successful career? In <laughs> All right, how many girls did you date that looked like Hillary? That looked like Hillary Banks. On the outside or on the inside? On the outside, like on the inside, but yeah. Okay, so the zero. All right, how many girls did you date that so, looked like Ashley? Oh, less. <laughs> All right. Okay, so, so we, those, we can, the daughters had no. Where, we can see where his career race relations is going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, look, I, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, first of all, Hillary ba- Hillary Banks was fine. It's like, oh, oh get God. out! Like oh, yeah. then, then she was in major pain, and I was like, oh my lord. I've been known to. <laughs> all right, I, I forgot. I, I'm not supposed to reference other properties around Scott because he doesn't let the references live. <laughs> 
references a lot of pe- yeah he's like reviving uh okay so the essentially uh, like uh, okay hillary banks was bomb i became an ashley fan like around season like whatever one where she wasn't like i a slept on ashley. The i slept you on s- ashley too you slept on okay yeah <laughs> like not well that sounds bad. we know okay you we know, know what, yes we know what you mean yeah like we didn't even need to like you didn't need to walk back the comment and then specter up. okay nice <laughs> Okay, um, so th- this show, like, so surprising, this show, actually, I want to get it really, really quickly. So, uh, 148 episodes, in terms of, in terms of ratings, this thing was a smash, uh, just in, again, th- we want to think about the context of, uh, the time that it was in, uh, first season, ranked 19, uh, with a 17 rating, uh, second season, ranked 22, with a 4.14.3 rating, set, uh, season three, uh, ranked 16 with a 4.6, uh, 14.6. I don't know why I keep saying four. And then by season four, they started to teeter down to a rank of 21 uh, and a 13.7. Uh, just thinking about that, like like right now, you'll see most people maybe see about a 3.2 on a network sh- on a network show. Uh, and to be ranked 19 out of like think about the first season and then those third seasons, right? To be ranked top 20 in all of television at the time. And at what was the 90s was essentially the golden age of television. As I mentioned, all the stuff that NBC had, but you also had the stuff that CBS had, like Civil Sh- and which nobody, I hope nobody watched. And then you had Ellen, and then you had ABC. Did you say Civil. Like, What's up? Sybil was your top CBS show. Well, I'm just saying it was on CBS at the time. Yeah. yeah. And so this show, I mean, the show was also beating TGI, uh, TGIF, The X Files, oh, and Simpsons as well. Hasn't uh, CBS, hasn't CBS only had like cop and firefighter shows for like 47 years running? I think they actually they they're com- they they still have comedies that like are. I don't know. I don't watch any of those. Oh, they, they had a. Uh, uh, Good show, big, actually. Uh, big Bang Theory, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, during the during the nineties, they were known for having old people shows, and they were Charlie beating Sheen, it out. that one too. Okay, so in the nineties, they were beating out all, all the all, the shows. Be- all right, where's <laughs> Scott? What is going on? <laughs> okay, so surprisingly, the show was only nominated for one Emmy. That was in nineteen ninety six. For outstanding individual achievement and lighting direction for a comedy series, apparently critics thought the show was childish and not wasn't highbrow. It also was nominated for two Golden Globes. Both of those were for Will Smith for best performance by actor in a TV series. Um, this well was deserved. in ni- what's up? Well deserved. Yeah, in 1993 and 1994. It sounds like the elite one of the Aaliyah songs uh, here, by the way. Uh, also, the also. It won two. They won two Image Awards. Will Smith surprisingly did not win either of the two uh, NAACP Image Awards. Uh, Alfonso Ribeiro and Tatiana M. Ali did, and Will Smith had been nominated for a Kids Choice Award uh, once. Tatiana M. Ali was nominated for one, and then the apparently somehow it, the weirdest award shows I've ever heard of, like the a, a Choice TV show throwback at the Teen Choice Awards recently, it was nominated, and then a Young Artist Award was won by the little brat that played uh, that played Nikki, and then Tevin Campbell, and a lot of guest stars were nominated, and they had a lot of guest stars on this show, and then it won a, a Young Star Award for Tatiana M. Ali at all. Uh, okay, so what do you guys make of the fact that? Uh, like what the critics said and then how that manifested itself in it's really we'll, we'll say like for a popular show and a well-known show it's really low award output i'm gonna say that haters are gonna hate man <laughs> yeah well, yeah church yeah 
Yeah. So apparently it won a uh, American Society of Composers and ASCAP. That nobody wants it. That sounds like the thing that like Sarah McLachlan sings the song to when there's like dogs with like missing eyes and shit. Like Well, ASCAP so okay, ASCAP. a little bit more analysis about it. <laughs> I I agree with that. I I also think I mean there there was competition within its genre and I think that this is also important to to sort of highlight is uh Look, like uh, all of these things are 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 sort of like uh, popularized, right? Like, oh, one show is doing well, so like everybody sort of imitates it, right? It's like offenses in the NFL, or whatever, right? So, um, I think maybe that was part of it. However, the, the benefit of that is that we actually got really, really good shows, even though they were sort of uh, contrived within within this sort of like uh, identitarianism or whatever, right? But like. Uh, I think the thing, though, that that ends up uh, maybe maybe hurting the show more than anything is like even in the very first episode, right? It's the whole thing, like with Phil. With, what, what is welcome in? He's like, oh, the, the play was stupid, right? Like he he starts saying the slang. Yeah. This is like, like I think part of it was this like character characterization of what which he does so well of uh, of being a little bit more like risque when, when some of these other shows were just sort of like trying to confirm this sort of like common ideology of, of everybody. People weren't really different, they just had different skin color, right? Like, I don't know. Uh, what do you think about that? I, that's kind of what I thought about it. Mike, I'll let you take that. Um, yeah, I mean for this one time I think I'm going to have to agree with uh, Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think a lot of the criticism really just came down to uh the specifics of the show i think you know for us it's iconic because you know a lot of the fashion is still relatable you know like jordan has released some fresh prints uh named mm-hmm. jordan it's so shoes, good you know like um, that's all so good like i want his outfits today you know yeah. <laughs> like, oh my like the stripe, i don't know about all the, the striped yeah. t-shirts <laughs> the striped t-shirts yeah, I pull them off i'm saying i want them <laughs> well, just, some of the stuff that he wore like even like if you look at the face like the what do you call it? The cover art for the show where he has the, like the weird upward green hat or like it's a lot of neon. Yeah, a lot of neon, right? And it's just like yeah, yeah, like very not very very nineties. And then like I mean, obviously there was like the baggy, a lot of baggy clothes uh, happening and all. Uh, the, yeah, I, I guess like you know, Saved to your by point, the Bell had a lot of neon too, but yeah, Will Smith, they one of his best lines. You know what the difference is? What's that? Huh? He made that shit look good. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, all right so we, I, obviously we can't escape the fact that this show did propel Will Smith to stardom. So in the in the midst of this show, uh, he what went he went on to do some uh, he did went on to do some pretty iconic uh, iconic movies. This is I mean I, I'm gonna we'll get into this. I think this is really his peak and all. Um, but he actually Ooh. started doing a few. What's up? Bold claim. Well, yeah, I think this is Pete. So he did. He did uh, six degrees of separation, and he was in a movie called I think Where the Day Takes Us. Um, he got critical acclaim for his small role within uh, Six Degrees of Separation. Uh, six Degrees of Separation. Then he went on ver- the next, like two years later, to film Bad Boys, which helped catapult him. But that's just not it. Uh, so the last movie that he did during his run of uh, during. The Fresh Prince was Independence Day, which went on to become, I think, the highest grossing film in history Fantastic. at the time. Yes, big time. Okay, so which begs the question, did Will Smith leave the wrestling people high and dry or what? Oh, yeah, most definitely. 
Okay, like, who do you think should have had the... Because I don't know who... Maybe Tatiana M. Ali had the second best career out of all of them, because I know she was on the Wild Wild West. Okay, well, no, you, no, no, no. Ty, well, no, because Tyra she was already a model when that? she came on the show. Oh, you're talking about, like... Oh, we're talking about, like, characters that are, like, kind of newly developed through this. Like, no. Yeah, like, yeah. I like, got, I mean... I got you, I got you, yeah. Yeah, like Will Smith was obviously popular, but he was just known as a rapper essentially, and and then he had like IRS issues, which led to him having to audition for the show. Also, interesting thing, he uh, they gave him ten minutes to prepare. Was he trying to Wesley Snipe stuff? No, he uh, was think... Wesley sniping. I mean, this <laughs> <is> the <70s. laughs> no, Wesley, yeah, Wesley Snipes, Will Smith did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, got it. Oh, Will Smith he, is the original. Got you. Yeah. He went on so to admit appar- that seventy uh, percent of his wages from the show were basically going straight to the IRS's pocket. Wow. Yeah. So he had gotten popular with he got he got popular with the uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Uh, obviously, he came out with the uh, girls ain't nothing but trouble and parents just don't understand all the money he made from uh, parents just don't understand. He spent. He didn't pay taxes for two years, and then the IRS uh, went and assessed about three a three million dollar tax debt against him. And they took all of his a bunch of his possessions and garnished his income. And he didn't but, destroy enough hotels, man. That's what you got to do. What, why would what, also he also, are expenses you know they're not like uh, you can write them off to write also off. T- also to make matters worse before he interviewed he got in a, he beat the hell out of a record promoter Ooh. and there were some legal issues but then the uh, charges were dropped and then got went so on you, to be so Suge Knight was also Will Smithing exactly yeah <laughs> you know it's crazy <laughs> alright so so to what I was saying like did he uh, okay Maybe Tatiana M. Ali had the second best career of everyone here, or maybe perhaps Nia Long, who would go on to play his uh, long-term girlfriend in the movie, or sorry, in the show, rather, his long-term girlfriend. uh, Maybe she had the second best, but it seems like there's a huge drop-off between who's number one and then who's the second most popular. Well, I mean, I think that's the case on the show, too. I mean, Will Smith is... Well, yeah, but at least you you would expect, like, in Cheers, what? It's It's Woody Harrelson and... Then who's the next popular? Like what, Shelley Long what? or Ted Danson? What? You say Woody Harrelson is the most popular character in Cheers? Well, I'm saying the most successful career is what I mean. Oh, like, okay. Show. Well, I think yeah. it's different though because like that cast, they were all pretty. What I'm saying is like Will Smith was totally the star in this too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that that makes sense when you put it in this context, but. If you look at, like, Saved by the Bell, like, two people are doing semi-well, and then there's four blokes and all. But And then if you look at 902 and 0, they all, none of them could do shit after that, after the show. Yeah, and, I mean, like, the second most successful person in Saved by the Bell made, like, a 85th most popular sex tape. Like, that's pretty shitty. <laughs> like, Wait, who? What? Mario Lopez? No, Screech. Mario Lopez He's not the one. second most... No, I, I, thought, I thought... Well, wait. No, in terms of pop, wait, popularity or success after no, the... No, I know. I was just hating on it. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, look. Zach, look, it, it goes It goes Zach and then Mario Lopez. Poor Lisa Turtle, man. What happened there? Who? Lisa Turtle. Okay, we're going to continue on. With, all right, I already know how this is going. I don't know why I keep doing this. Just... Oh, let's all right, we're gonna stick to the Fresh Prince. No more. Let me, like, let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, Bauer had a crush on Lisa Turtle as well. Yeah, Hell yeah. <laughs> like, I love Scott. Yeah. Scott's favorite women during the '90s were uh, what do you call it? Fancy from Jamie Fox, <laughs> uh, Hillary, Hillary, Hillary from the Fresh Prince, then Lisa Turtle, and he went on to date no women that are anything <laughs> like them. So how dare you? 
<laughs> Mentally, they're all like that. All right, all right. On, yeah, on, right. on the inside, though, <laughs> yeah. it's on the inside, though, it's different. Oh come on, Mike! Chris acted like he don't—he don't only date white girls too. Oh, 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 man! Wow, man! Shots fired, man! Yeah, shots fired. Cue the gunshots. Cue the gunshots. Yeah, look, I've dated more Tatiana M. Ali's than Scott's interacted with. All right, don't let him—don't let him come over and project. Uh, So, all right. So, so to go. All right, to get back into the show. Um. I the, 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 just like it, it is it is perplexing like Will Smith was gonna like become the breakout star like no doubt about it I just surprised that I'm just surprised that no one else sort of had a moment where it's like okay we can put you in some other TV show and you can do surprisingly well I know I mentioned James Avery was in that show Sparks on UPN but that show was like two years and like nobody remembers it and then he had some random guest appearances I mean I think if you do the actuarial tablet uh, tables on James Avery after the Fresh Prince. You, you had maybe five years left. Like it was like James Avery and uh, Gandalfini after their like final shows. It was like maybe we got three years left. These dudes are. Oh my! This is. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, I feel like he lived at least like fifteen more years. Like, legit, yeah, he actually. Yeah, he did. Li- yeah, he. What are you doing? He lived like twelve. I got him at living. Th- yeah, he died in. I got him dying early 2014. Okay, so I don't know. Uh, late, yeah, late 2013. Yeah, the show ended oh, late in 96. That gives him a good 17 years after the show ended. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So he had a good, run. good for him. Yeah. Um, okay, and so like, there's numerous requests to do reboots. Will Smith also says that he doesn't ever watch any episodes of the show either. Hmm. Um. Yeah, wait. I, I don't know if he's just if he's just like, hey, these guys are all bums. <laughs> they needed me. Uh, and the show uh, show eventually ended as Will Smith thought that he didn't like the fact that he was uh, that he was 28 years old playing a college sophomore. So I want to actually get into some things around some of the different uh, characters and all. Uh, kind of starting off first and foremost, the uh, Will, so Will Smith's character in the show. Uh, there's you know comes in. His name was Will Smith, right? Exactly, Will Smith. Uh, also, interesting note about that: the the reason him and Alfonso Ribeiro were spitballing types of different names to have, and then Alfonso Ribeiro told him, apparently, "Hey, whatever you do, you know, they're always going to remember you uh, as this sh- uh, for whatever that character's name is. Most likely, this is successful." Wise. Then he then he went to them and he said, "All right, I just wanted to be Will Smith," and then they decided that they would run with it. Apparently, That's and then. So smart. Yeah, because so yeah, nobody remembers Alfonso Ribeiro as Alfonso Ribeiro. They just go, hey, there's that guy Carlton. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's uh, poor, poor Carl, poor Carlton. Uh, they, I think that the show could have used more male characters on it. On uh, like, not to say that like there's too many women characters, but like there's so there's uh, quite a few lames. Like Jazz is lame, Carlton's lame. You know, I didn't really like Kellogg Lieberbond or the other their other random friend that Jazz and Will had in the very first uh, the, the very first season. They need yeah, they need a little bit more swag. He needed like he needed himself a Slater there. Interesting. What do you guys think? Yeah. Well, you you don't agree? I don't no, agree. no, no. I don't disagree. I I, I flat out disagree. Um, but I don't necessarily agree. You flat out disagree. Interesting. Yeah, straight up. Why is that? Because you always have to have one person that plays that alpha male character, and that's Will Smith. Why Good. would you need to add oh. another character that's going to drift some of that attention away from him? You had Slater playing that character, and he played that character well with uh, Zach. 
but they were also two different types of characters. Slater is more of like mm-hmm. the the good looking, the you know the alpha male, and, and I Zach mean that was, was pretty like good pretty, looking. <laughs> but he was like that pretty boy type though. Yeah, and they weren't also like no, they were so kind of rivals slash boy. friends. Yeah. Like they were like rivals slash friends. Like yeah. Fresh Prince, you didn't need that type of shit. You didn't need that type of energy on there. Focus on Will. Okay, so He's the alpha. He's the main guy. That's okay. So no, no no Ice Cube type character in there. Nah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> nah. I mean, you said so, Jazzy Jeff was lame. I thought he was cool in in in, in the show. Like he added some, you know, some comedic relief. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed seeing him get thrown out of doors. I mean, I think he got thrown out by every single member of the Banks family, if I'm correct. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. 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 So um, I think though, so- in a weird way, though, in a weird way, though, to to this dynamic, because this is an interesting point of view, Mike, I hadn't really considered. And, and I do now, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think Uncle Phil, in a lot of ways, filled in that sort of adversarial role, which fits into the whole theme of the show. Like, Will's kind of looking for that father figure, you know? That's so true. That's a good point. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's really good. That's a good That's a good analysis, man. Yeah. So, the uh, Andy Barwitz had said that one thing, uh, quote, in an interview with Time, one thing that's interesting about the characters on Fresh Prince is that they didn't have a lot of obvious antecedents. We hadn't seen black actors portraying English butlers, millionaire corporate lawyers, and Princeton-bound preppies in 1990. One thing uh, Quincy stressed, which was so important, was that the characters had to have duality. Uncle Phil was excited to live in the same neighborhood as the Reagans, but he was also proud to have heard Gross. Malcolm X speak. Unqu- Very good. Unquote. Okay, unquote. <laughs> All right. Quincy, had, Quincy went on to say about this, um, quote, the Cosbys were affluent, but the banks were wealthy. I don't think you'd ever seen a wealthy African-American family on television until Fresh Prince, and you definitely hadn't seen a kid from the hip-hop generation until Fresh Prince, unquote. So, uh, a question uh, question around this. Did the, did the Huxtables or the banks have more, the Bankses have more money? Bankses. Really? Banks yeah. Hell yeah. Definitely. Okay. All right. Why do you guys think that? Like I Bel Air, like, dude. What's the yeah. minimum house price in Bel Air? Six million. Okay. Like me- okay, median so, minimum. Medians like fourteen. Okay, who makes more money? Like baby, do- like baby doctors or like corporate attorneys? Corporate attorneys. Okay. So all right, but how much? A lot. Okay, but wasn't the wasn't uh, wasn't Claire Huxtable a corporate attorney? Yeah, but she was a woman and not a yeah, successful but... one. They didn't even talk about it. <laughs> what do you mean she wasn't successful? What do you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying they mentioned it once. Okay, all right. So, it, it, the, the, so the, the fact that in 2020 that uh, somebody that, that Bill Cosby's character then. would be the one that's unassailable <laughs> in a discussion uh-huh. around which character. All right. Okay. So, okay. So, we to, to answer your question, so who was more wealthy? Like, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, who, yeah, you know, who one, was more one, wealthy? One, yeah. one was a judge, one was a doctor. But you also have to, you also have to take into consideration who was wealthier between you know the the Huxtables and um, the Banks family. And my whole point is, one family is living in Bel Air, the other family is living in Brooklyn Heights. And I mean, not to shit on Brooklyn Heights, but I don't think that's Bel Air type wealthy. No, that's a good, that's just right, my that's opinion. It's generational wealth versus affluency. That's the yeah. point, and okay. that's what Quincy point. knows. Like uh, the Phil is gonna leave that generational wealth 
two multiple children in the Bank family, and they're going to be wealthy. Okay. Wow. Inter- okay. Interesting. I mean, that, if, uh, if we're yeah, looking that, at it right now, like gentrified Brooklyn, then I'd say, yeah, the Huxtables have the upper hand. But we're talking early 90s. Shit was a little different back then. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good. All right. That's a that's a good point. I just I never th- I had always thought New York was expensive, and then you got a doctor and a lawyer, and I'm like, hey, they're, they're kicking up. No, no. So, all right. That is a that is a good point. I mean, they weren't doing bad. They're both doing good. But. Yeah. And they and they're able to take care of all them damn kids too. Uh, that that being the Huxtables, because they would have they have random cousins come out of nowhere. They go, oh, it's okay, I got you. And but, uncles, <laughs> this is the jazz musician uncle. <laughs> yeah, they're like, man, I was like, I was like, did anybody else in that family? Uh, does anyone else in that family take care of their people, their kids? <laughs> all right, so uh, <laughs> okay, so you also, asked just, that I didn't. Well, I mean, that's not offensive. They legit had random people coming out of nowhere. Yeah, then like, they're like, oh, it's okay that you're getting married, daughter. You and your husband can still live with us. Yeah. I was like, how big was that brownstone? I mean, obviously the bank's house was bigger. That thing was large. Like, if you go down to, you go to Los Angeles, you can take a, you, or sorry, if you come here to Los Angeles, you guys can all take a look at it. Um, so to go to go into this, so interesting things around uh, that Quincy Jones had also mentioned how, uh, how I said it talked about the, part about having a rival they originally wanted to make carlton uh, cool and uh, nbc had said they wanted to make him cool and then will came and said absolutely not this is what makes a, the comedy and that they wanted him to be a great foil so will will essentially just said i don't want to goes back to what i said time. originally yeah he didn't want to share that he didn't want to share that screen time man <laughs> all right big willie still was like whoo damn shakespearean <laughs> they need they needed a oh hell no <laughs> Yeah, so they came. They came to what they said, and hey, we have this guy named Wesley Snipes. We'd love for him to play your cousin, right? Will's like, oh hell no, damn. He, he went and watched Silver Spoons, and he said, I got to get me one of these. And he brought Carlton on, all right? And he's like, boom. If I, I have this. another alpha, it's gonna be only Jeff Goldblum. That's it. <laughs> okay. <all right. laughs> uh, Apparently, NBC didn't want they didn't want uh, Joseph Marcel, who played Jeffrey, because uh, they said that he wasn't a name. They were going to go with this guy named Ron Glass, who was on Barney Miller, and uh, essentially the right one of the the Susan uh, Susan Say Barnes, Ron O'Neill, Ron Glass. Okay, <laughs> Ron Glass, man. All right, all right, cool. Okay, that's a Rado Uh So she said that she liked the British guy with the big nose. I don't think that that's probably going to go in our categories on what's not. Uh, time has passed by. Um, so it, yeah, we're, we're gonna like please um, mark that and notate it, and let's put put that in the notes for when we come back to that. Okay. Um, now I want to. Do we have okay. somebody taking notes right now? Am I supposed to be taking notes? We're all supposed to be taking notes, and I'm actually taking some too. So uh, essentially, also. They, uh, what they had, what they had mentioned, like we talked about this out, like in the nineties, it seemed like a bunch of people, like if you're a likable black person, you're getting a show and they're okay to move with the hip hop audiences. Quincy Jones had mentioned that in the business that, uh, that this, that essentially everyone tried to follow the uh, Fresh Prince model and this helped change the business of, uh, television. And they mentioned the fact that Will had never, Will had never acted, uh, Will had never acted prior. Like I mentioned, he did like the uh, first 15 minutes and the network was, uh, nervous about it and how their, how a show that was starring a rapper wouldn't do. 
And then is the highest rated new sitcom in its first season, essentially. Um, what do you guys think? So, what do you guys think about the, the, the sort of the impact that that the Fresh Prince had on actual television, like as an institution? Uh, it obviously, okay. broke some barriers. You know, I mean it it, uh, it it broke that glass ceiling for a lot of things. Um, you know, I think. Uh, working within entertainment and television what i know is that uh people are generally very safe uh right and this is also why it spawned sort of a whole generation of other shows like it in the same genre is because people imitate success so you know you've got to have a pioneer in a lot of ways i think what's the most impressive thing about it is is just how phenomenal will smith is it shows what what an incredible just Wherever he gets it from, he get he has it, you know. So it's awesome. Oh yeah, straight up, Mike. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I would have to say that his dedication to the craft showed because as he progressed, he was getting better and better. And obviously, looking great at, point. Um, looking at the way that he was criticized for being a rapper and not an actor and being an experience, then the acclaim that he's received now as an actor, you know, going forward. I mean, I'm sure if you ask some of these. Uh, new generation kids if they even knew that will smith was a rapper before being an actor they would be caught off guard and be surprised mm-hmm. i think yeah i could see that you know what's, it, also what's what's crazy to think it's um with with that too i think a lot of people would be surprised to know that will smith is not known for cussing or whatever because they're watching his movies where he may cuss a tad bit and all and then you listen to his hip-hop and there's absolutely no bad words and it's all the like the family well, guys got a cuss in his, his records. records well i do well, i do so fuck, so fuck him, him and fuck, and you, fuck too. you too yeah so that, that, like yeah so there's gotta be like, so, like somewhere there's gotta be a, somewhere there's gotta be a kid sitting around like what does that mean i watch will smith the, i watch will smith in this movie he said fucking damn Right. And like, right. not get the context, not get the context of that. I but, mean, my man uh, Sinbad had to, had to live by that standard too. It's a different standard, I think. Right? It's uh, like that, in terms that's of maybe what? part of it. Well, what I'm saying is like, uh, the, the, there is sort of a different uh, moral high ground or a different standard that that maybe he had to hit as like this image that he had of uh, of a hip hop guy coming into acting. He had to sort of have this like moral. Right? I mean, I think you look at this throughout history, right? And there was either, like, angels or demons within the black community. You either had, like, yeah. you had to be perfect, or you had everybody else who was terrible, right? Uh, yeah. I think that, that that obviously spills over into entertainment um, at this time. And I, I think the more complex that a person can be, and once you start getting that, but I think the better for everybody. He's just a person, dude. Like, he's not perfect. Will Smith, the character in Fresh Prince, was maybe almost perfect, though. He was He's he's pretty terrible person. Like his character in the he's pretty terrible. We're gonna get to that. But he learned uh, from it. That was the point. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I, gotta, I have a question though. Like outside of the nostalgia factor and like this being a good show, was this a good sitcom? I would say yeah. I mean, it it, okay. it had all the fundamentals behind it. It had the comedy. It had a little bit of romance. Um, I would even add in that it had it, it had its fair share of drama. You know, it definitely had its fair share of drama. I feel like Absolutely. this was a heavy, very special episode. And we'll get into that uh, when we go through our topics and everything. But I feel like this show, like, epitomizes... This in Different Strokes epitomizes very special episode. I learned this 
I learned what I'm about to say from uh, the great Norm MacDonald, right? So movies, your character arc is that they start somewhere and they end up somewhere different, right? Like, starts mm-hmm. here and then they learn something point. and they end up something different. And in, in TV, your character arcs don't change. They have to stay the same so that it can be yeah. 10 years. Phil, Phil, Phil needs to be the same sort of, like, kind of judgmental but very, like, morally, like, established sort of father figure guy. I think what's different about this and what's so unique, and, and Mike, you hit on this earlier, like, Will got better and better. I think he showed that his his character did change and did become complex, and that's why the show was so good. That's why he was, he was so amazing at it, is that this character was able to evolve within the sitcom, and I think that was also very unique. That's a good point. Yeah, definitely, certainly. It's, uh, like, and so I guess, like, to the thing around, like, whether it's a, I don't know, for me, for me, it's, I think back on it, and I'm like, I don't, like, the joke, like, the jokes were good or so, but the comedy was sort of, uh, I don't know, like, I guess, uh, looking at Will Smith, I'm just, eh, or, like, looking at, like, Will Smith, and I don't know, like, I think, like, as great as it is, and as hard as it is to imagine someone else in this role, I wonder if a comedian had played the Fresh Prince, like, with the comedy from the show and, like, maybe that comedian also being a writer on the show, would that have enhanced things uh, a little bit? Point. Mm. That's like, a way to look at it. Like, let's say, and I guess it's kind of hard to think about, like, you're, you're thinking back to 1990, who's, like, uh, what's, like, an established friend? They gotta be young, too, because you can't have, like, some damn old-ass Bernie Max in there. <laughs> Basis, what's up? I mean, bring it to normal, like Donald Glover or something, right? Like, yeah, yeah, he's he's weak, you know, like, like he's not like he he can play Carlton. <laughs> like it's like, hey, can a uh, could Corey like Rock a, was great. He was a writer, comedian, and an actor. well, I know, Corey but he's in the, he's he's gonna play Carlton. Um, like well, yeah, Jay, would Jay Farrow, um, would Jay like if a Jay Farrow or something like that, would they have excelled in this type of a role? Or conversely, let's say a young Jay, like, around that Jay time, Farrow would have done an imitation of Will Smith playing Will Smith. Well, I know, but if he had, <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, but like, let's say it's 1990. They go, hey, we found this kid from DC, this skinny kid from DC, Dave Chappelle. Do you want to? Uh, would you like this role? Oh, well, come on. Now you're pulling on hard strings. What's up? <laughs> now you're pulling on hard strings. Dave Yo, can't do no wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, could you could you imagine that? <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, yeah, like him and him and uh, uh yeah. damn Uncle Phil, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Stop! <Is> that chocolate? <laughs> no, baby, this is dude. Yeah, all right. Um, I want to. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll we'll we'll, all right, we'll leave that part there. Um, I want to get into some of the some of the topics that we had uh, that we go through. So first team all pro casting. Um, I went I went as James I went James Avery as Uncle Phil and. Then I also went to uh, Karen Parsons as Hillary. Just for me, I think that uh, I found Hillary, number one, to be the funniest person on the show. Uh, she was a bit dense. Um, and just the interaction. She was low-key funny. She, I think she was high-key funny, man. I mean, like, maybe it, you're right. Like, I think some people would get, like, annoyed by it, though. Like, her, like, well, I, like, yeah, I can see she that. is and, like, privilege and all well, that Well, yeah. Stuff. I but, thought like, that – go ahead. No, no, no! I'm saying you're right, though. Like, I think like the way she hit hit those <laughs> notes, right. like playing. Yes, that's what I mean. Like, it was she was hilarious. Yeah, and I, for me, I think it's like if you look at like I, there's never a bad scene that she's in, 
And I knew that when she would be on screen that we would get comedy out of it. Like she comes in, she you know, she's self-centered, she's stuck up, and then she's like dumb as rocks. <laughs> you know, and like I, I think about one scene where it's like they go, "Hey, we're going out of town." I don't remember what episode it is, but they go, "We're going out of town." And then they show, they see the tickets, and she goes, "What?" She goes, "We're flying." Ambul- ambulance. Thank you. All right, we're, we're five. All right, we're gonna start. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. This is why I should have done. It. I should have done it. Went to a studio. <laughs> Three. Two, one. She has a scene where they're going somewhere, and essentially what happens, she looks at the tickets, and she goes, what? She goes, we're flying coach, and then Will Smith immediately comes in. He goes, yeah, he goes, you keep on acting up, you're going to be taking the bus. Like You got like scenes like that, and when she's just like, hey... She goes, Will. She goes, Will. How do I get revenge? How do I get revenge on somebody? And then, she, and then I think, uh, what do you call? It? I think it's Jeffrey or something like that. Chimes in how she's uh, she doesn't need to be assuming things of Will. And, or, and then she goes, Oh, she goes. He's come a long way, but he's still just an ignorant street kid or something, right? <laughs> Will, right. Right. And then she Will was like, playing the setup to a lot of the jokes, which in some yeah. ways is harder than the punchline, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's just like. Every, like every moment like that, right? And she comes back later in that same episode. He tells her about how uh, you stick, you key someone's car, and then you stick the uh, baked potato in their sorry, baked potato in their exhaust pipe. Not and the she banana. Comes back, not the banana. No, not the banana. It's not <laughs> same <laughs> Beverly Hills cop. Then she comes back later on. She goes, "Will, your advice didn't work." She goes, "I stuck those damn keys in that exhaust pipe." She goes, "I went and rubbed that whole potato all over the car, and it didn't do anything." <laughs> Like just that, and just like in inept, like ineptitude, right? Then like total like, serious though, like and she hit, she plays it like so deadpan. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like wow, like she's great, and then just James Avery, just as Uncle Phil, like he can be menacing. Uh, that you know, menacing look, that look is like always in my mind. Like, yeah, like, like, side eye, and you can you he can get anything out. You can get anything out of it. You get serious out of them. You can get comedy out of them. You can get the uh, moments where you're just like, I absolutely like this guy. And then you got the moments where you're like, I just absolutely hate this guy. And I just thought it was, I just thought he did solid. Who do you guys have under casting? Um, I'm going to have to go with Alfonso Ribeiro. Because the same point that you made with Hillary, um, I mean, with Karen Parsons as Hillary. Uh, mm-hmm. Being the setup to the punchlines and the jokes, I think Alfonso Ribeiro is also the butt of most of those jokes. Uh, a lot of the scenes that have to do with him and Will, and I think that uh, his energy along with Will's kind of uh, portrayed itself well. They were able to bounce off each other, and he also kind of played that innocent, arrogant, uh, cocky yet you know doofy kid very well. I, I think that type of character I ended up shooting him in the foot essentially because I think a lot of his character roles for the future um, didn't allow him to show progression because people continue to see him in that in that manner mm. I can, yeah that's a good point I could see that it's yeah and I, I didn't ever I, really think of him as arrogant but you're right like he was very arrogant like, like let's put it this way let's yeah. keep it 100 here Scott would have voted against Carlton Banks like Oh yeah. <laughs> right, well, he's a Republican. Republican, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Scott I mean, would like some boxes, but not the one that matters, right? <laughs> yeah. Like Scott would disseminate disseminate memes about the guy, a question the guy's family, call him a cuck, and all types of other things. <laughs> oh come on, I don't ever use that shit. <laughs> okay, all right. We, we, know, all right yeah. we, we know we know Uncle Phil wouldn't have been one though. I mean, he talked about going to see Malcolm X speak. We know damn yeah. well. 
Yeah. What side? And, and I, he saw the man speak. First yeah. episode. Yeah. First episode. Yeah. First episode. Is. Yeah. So, uh, so Scott, I know you put. Uh, I think you put this down as Will Smith is incredible, and then incredible in all capital letters. Will spelled wrong, and then Smith spelled. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, all right. Uh, you went Will Sorry, Smith. I right. didn't spell it S M I F F. That was my bad. <laughs> well, no, it was the Will that was spelled. <laughs> no, all right. So you put Will Smith is like I. It's 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 fantastic casting. I mean, I, obviously, I. Uh, you know, I I know I. Sort of mold over the fact on, hey, would have this been better with the comedian on there? Uh, I, I mean, it did what it was supposed to do. I mean, it established a star. I mean, uh, it made someone believable, made someone likable, made you root for the person, uh, established a star, uh, create created somebody whose uh, skills continue to improve like throughout the show, and created someone iconic. And then, I mean, I think that one great thing is that I don't think like when you think about a lot of shows as well that. Uh, Actors can play them in a certain way where they just become like part of an archetype. Sure. Um, and like yeah. I feel like with Will Smith portraying the character uh, Will Smith on the show, it's not you. He you weren't able to box him in, and that's why it was able. Will was able to sort of go on to other things. As Here's well. why he was so believable to me. Um, and I first noticed it actually, actually with with Ashley, because I think that they, they maybe made that choice, or I don't know. There was some sort of like acting charisma, whatever. But he was able to, in his character, establish a unique relationship with every other character on the show, which mm. is what you do in real life, right? Like, yeah. you have your own relationship with your uncle. You have your own relationship with, with your male cousin. You have your own relationship with your younger female cousin. And I think, I don't know if it was just natural or what, but that's what was so believable to me about his character. It was like... He, he was able to be that authentic, different in a way, in, in like the actual authentic way person to each character on that. Yeah, I, that's a, that is a good point. And yeah, it's, they made sure he got a lot of scenes with the, with, with people. And I think that that obviously, that obviously helped out. And like, as you mentioned with the authentic, authenticity, uh, that, that certainly is huge. All right. So we'll go. We'll we'll rank them uh, not and not in particular order. So we're going Will Smith. Um, I'll go Karen Parsons over James Avery, and then uh, you went with and then uh, Mike. You had gone with uh, Alfonso Ribeiro, right? Yes. Okay. Somebody put oh, DJ good. Jazzy Jeff here, but then like they didn't say it. But I'll, I'll just leave that there. I don't know. Uh, uh, that was me, and that was a joke because. Oh, okay. You- <laughs> <laughs> you shit it on DJ Jazzy Jeff earlier, so I kind of just wanted to... <laughs> oh, this is a recent... A- okay, all right. <laughs> nice. Okay, so, hey, what's that? Um, so, in this category, I went with Dio. I put Dio Hughley in the uh, Ain't No Business Like Show Business. If you remember that episode, that's where Will Smith decides that he wants to be a stand-up comedian. And then, yep. uh, then at that time, relatively unknown, I think this is pre-comic view Dio Hughley, uh, had shown up. And try to help him become a comedian. Uh, so I was a really big fan of that episode. Then, uh, but I don't well, know. Like to, to talk about that episode though, because that episode is pretty iconic. Will Smith tries to be a stand-up comedian until he bombs. He sucks, and then D.L. Hughley takes the mic. And I specifically yeah. remember a joke where he uh, he brought up the L.A. gang culture. He's like, I can't wear blue on this side because I'm going to get jumped by Bloods. I can't wear red on this side because I'm going to get jumped by Crips. So I decided to wear plaid, and I ended up getting jumped by a bunch of golfers. And I yeah, thought that nice. was the funniest no, fucking that. joke. 
<laughs> yeah, then that DL when that DL is a man. Yeah. Also, I think in that episode, I don't remember if you remember this joke after. I think like right when he comes to save Will, this guy goes like, "Boo, you're gonna suck like the other guy." And he goes, "Man, he goes, he goes, you know it's some something when you get joked on by the guy with a jerry curl, man." He goes, "You just hear this guy coming." Yeah. Drip, 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 drip. <laughs> Why's that so? No, okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Now we can't mention Harry Tight. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got a reference for everything. You can't mention anything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, okay, so you got that episode. Um, I actually, but I'm going to go with uh, Don Cheeto as Ice Trey in Homeboy Sweet Homeboy. Because, uh, number one, he actually uh, actually gets uh, Hillary to fall in love. Has great, creates some great scenes between uh, Will and Aunt Viv. And I thought that the chemistry that he had with Will and the chemistry that he had with all the characters was just amazing. And we really got some, should have got some more run out of that character. Can we just talk about Don Cheadle's early roles real quick, though? Like, his yeah. role as Rocket in the movie Colors. Okay, all right. So no. we, want, we want to talk about another... Pro, pro, okay, all right. Okay, 20 seconds. No, I'm it, just Mike. saying, like... Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I'm, I, I, I had to have a Scott Bauer moment for a second. Because <laughs> okay, all right. It's just interesting to see, again, the progression Scott of the characters, right? <laughs> no, I'm Sean Penn. You know, I know that movie. Yeah, Scott, yeah, Scott's like, look, I want to talk about him from... Uh, what's it called? Uh... Uh, Ocean's Eleven. No, the Dirk. What's the What's the Dirk Diggler movie? We're in Rebel. What's Bonnie up? Bonnie Rebel. Trouble. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He wants to talk about Boogie Nights. <laughs> oh God. High five radio systems, yo. That's the future. Yeah. Uh, okay. So who do you, who did you guys have as a uh, an uh, iconic? Hey, was that Tyra Banks? Really? Yeah. Like okay, like I don't like. Does she qualify? Because I feel like she is popular. Like wait, no, I just wanted. I was just like, oh, that's Tyra Banks. I want to. Okay, yeah, all right, that's a good. (laughs) Bauer, Bauer had a crush on her. I feel like it was well known that. Yeah, yeah. This is during her. This is her prime too. This is like pre Chris Webber and everything, and. Oh come on, man! She looked amazing in that show. Yeah, no, yeah, I know, yeah. This is her prime, yeah. But she, like, she yeah, had she a was... recurring role, though. I mean, she was on there for a good seven episodes. Yeah, so, you're right. She's but, like the agent but, girlfriend. It was a weird dynamic. No, I think she worked. At, she worked at the store. Can we just talk about how she suddenly disappeared after seven episodes, though? Like she gets into she did, well, yeah. We <laughs> never see her again. Yeah, doesn't like Carlton? Doesn't Carlton or somebody take her home and then she just disappears? Yeah. Uh, I, I almost okay, so like, all right, so Carlton is a politician. He killed her. He like put, put a North Dakota put a Ted Kennedy uh, on her. Over hundred and twenty women. All right, so Carlton killed Jackie essentially. <laughs> like, Will doesn't even ask about her. Hey, you know that girl where it's heavily implied that I date and like I have a lot of uh, sexual uh, chemistry with and uh, pent up. Inks like most of the women in the movies that I'm in or so. Hey, uh, and she was like my boss at this peacock store and everything. Do you know what happened to her? And then Carlton's like, look, Will, you need to focus on your studies. Trust me, I took care of everything. And then like, <laughs> like I feel like they're going to do an NBC crossover with Law and & Order. And, uh, and this Carlton makes me taking in at the beginning of the episode. Like crazy. Yeah, she did disappear. Where did Kellogg Leverbond go also? I mean, maybe it was just like an L.A. thing, you know, people come and go. Whatever. Okay. Wait. Wait. What did she? Was she? She's supposed to be from his old neighborhood, right? 
Uh, yeah, allegedly. Oh, right, yeah. Allegedly. Okay, like, how did they end up in the same... Like, how does she end up working in, like... Well, I know that they, they went to that weak-ass school that they had or whatever, right? But, like, I don't feel like she would have gotten there, got into she, that school. She followed him, and then Carlton got rid of her. Okay. <laughs> typical politician for, uh, for <laughs> Yeah. He All right, uh, so we're... <laughs> This this is again why I say that the banks were more rich than the uh, yeah you're right. yeah the, uh, no remember what did what did Uncle Phil say he goes I'm a I know I can hide your body I'm a judge I can make it happen right. <laughs> <laughs> all right um, okay seriously died of a heart attack at 25 okay who did you yeah <laughs> okay who did who did you guys have for hate uh, who did, uh, um, Scott who I'm, well, Scott already mentioned Tyra Banks. Yeah, sorry, he had, yeah, Tyra Banks, yeah. So I'm going to have to go with uh, Tisha Campbell. She played Kathleen in season two, episode one, Did the Earth Move for You? Uh, oh, yeah, was, that was a classic. She, yep, she was Will's girlfriend, and they talk about getting married, and then Uncle Phil shits on him because he says that they're too young, and they don't really know each other, and then they get stuck in that room after the earthquake, and then they end up, I don't want to say hating each other, but they end up realizing... There's some animosity. There's yeah. some animosity right. there, but... This was, you know, I don't know if it was pre-Gina, because I don't... Uh, this when, is definitely uh, pre-Gina. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely pre-Gina. Yeah, I don't think Fox allowed people yeah, to be no, on that's uh, true, other shows. This episode aired in 1991. Yeah, Martin was 92, like the very next year. Yeah, yeah, so this okay. is definitely... Well, there you go. There uh, you have it. Yeah, I, I love that episode. So I just remember like the... to Chicago and... Uh... Uh, Detroit. Detroit, someone Detroit, 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 Detroit. Sorry, damn it. Yeah. She, she's like, let me go find another bad boy with big ears. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is Lowry. Yeah. So, all right. So we also put a uh, Queen Latifah on there uh, for playing two different characters. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I remember so he, she played. Yeah, she played the girl. Thing. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Now I was gonna say that that that's interesting. It was one of those things that uh, I feel like the show could have gotten correctly just because it's like if you're going to show a character uh with the name like queen latifah and then have her play two separate characters in different episodes it's kind of like how do you expect people not to catch that yeah all right so this brings me to a good question right on like uh di- like weird sitcom tropes where there's like a list of things like there's the jump in the shark and like disappearing characters and all that i feel like the fresh prince had an inordinate amount of all these tropes um, so you got the changing of a random character, um, and we'll go into this right right here, uh, where you got dark skin. Well, let me start with the you got the Queen Latifah playing two different characters, right? Like when shows do that, it's like okay, you're assuming that we're stupid, like you know that people watch the show, right? Right. Then you've got the aging some a toddler really fast. Fresh Prince did that when they went from yeah, little Nikki, but they also did that with uh, T- Tatiana Ali's uh, character as well. Wait, well, what do you mean? She like no, what? Like, wait, what do you mean that she like? They bounced she, around like, with aged. their age. Like they went from saying she was well, like eight, nine, ten, twelve, fifteen. Well, that's fine. Like, in the middle of a season. That's fine. I'm talking about when like someone's a baby and then everyone else like doesn't age and then the kid's like seven years old immediately and it's a different actor. I mean, like they didn't have CGI back then. Oh, well, I know. So, I'm like, just saying, like that. Maggie like, Simpson, it, and they're just the same age for all time, or what? Yeah, I, well, no, I'm just saying, like, like it's, like, that's really jarring when it's like, oh, let's, like, we ran out of storylines, so let's make the kid a non-baby and, like, age him really quickly. And, like, I hate that. And then there's the egregious thing where an actor is changed mid-show, and that's when we went from dark skin to light skin. Aunt Viv. So, you guys realize, uh, so you guys know what happened there, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's obviously some uh, some animosity there, and there's a little bit of conflict between uh, the character that played the original Aunt Viv and the cast. Yeah. So uh, the the original Aunt Viv, the uh, dark skin Aunt Viv love, as they say, uh, Janet Janet Hubert, I believe. Uh, Janet Hubert, I believe, was her yeah, name. Yes. Janet Hubert was the original character, and she was replaced by Daphne Maxwell Reed. Oh, okay. So I yeah. thought it, I thought it was Janet Hubert, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, where did you hear that? <laughs> I just made it. Up. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Nice. <laughs> so uh, I guess her I guess her name uh, while she was on the show was Janet uh, Hubert Witten, and then they went with the deck. I guess they, like their requirement was like, <laughs> hey, this to make sure that you go by three names if you're on the sh- uh, if you're gonna play Aunt Viv. Um, so she was in it for the first 73 episodes, and then something happened. Um, so she uh, had, uh, no, and I don't know why I say had, she has issues with Will Smith, and she was fired from the show. And uh, essentially, what what everyone else on the show says, she, everyone else on the show said she was extremely difficult to work with, and that uh, her pregnancy really exacerbated things. And she continues to run her mouth about Will Smith, and continues to run her mouth about... Uh, all of Smith's kids and also Jada Pinkett. So, look, we don't know what happened. Uh, apparently, like like people that hate Will Smith use this as like a parameter on why he's a piece of crap. They're like, oh, you remember that one lady that played the original Aunt Viv who's never worked again in her life? Uh, <laughs> said that he's an asshole. She's then, obviously right, but yeah, <laughs> that's that's What's part up? of what uh, Alfonso Ribeiro said regarding that conflict. He said that during. Uh, the filming of the show that she constantly berated some of the other cast members because she came in with 10 years of experience in acting yeah and some snot-nosed kid like will smith that had no experience was coming and playing the lead role um Mm. and i think you know if you have that type of energy on a cast of course it's going to cause some conflict she tried to come back and say that the real issue was that she felt they weren't getting paid enough and that she tried to get will as the lead actor to kind of lead um and be the voice for them to go and speak to NBC and to speak to the producers to try to ask for a raise. And she wanted the cast to band together, and they refused to do so. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm, be the judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to blame her. Well, um, seems so- convi- that seems like a very convenient <laughs> and contrived argument after years and years of petty, petty-ass shit. Right. <laughs> so the, so the, the craziest thing, like, uh, in terms of... Let's say, let's say like her statement that she has 10 years of experience. So she was in, she did like before she was in Fresh Prince, she was, did Broadway uh, playing uh, Tana Mill uh, uh, during when Cats debuted. Then she didn't do anything. Well, I guess she was doing those runs and then did 21 Jump Street, like one episode in like 1988. Then was in an episode of Tales from the Crypt and then got to be in the Fresh Prince. Okay, so out of all of those things, Tales from the Crypt was definitely the highest, uh, <laughs> highest thing she did. <laughs> uh, so after she got fired, after she got fired from the Fresh Prince. Oh, uh, you guys are gonna love this. Okay, so she's gone on to be in things such as uh, what do you call it, White Man's Burden as a dinner guest. Um, she played in the movie, uh, I guess she played in I mean, you know that character was like black female dinner guest. Like, that's probably <laughs> what it was called. No, apparently, it, apparently the guest could have been black or white. Um, she went on to guest star in an episode of NYPD Blue, uh, an episode of the Jamie Foxx show where she didn't get along with anyone. Um, she got voted off the weakest link. 
She went to be in an episode, uh, a few random episodes of All My Children for one for one year. She was in an episode of the Bernie Mac show, uh, two episodes of the Bernie Mac show, where she got in arguments with cast members. No, I'm just kidding. She didn't get in. I don't know if she got in arguments with cast members. Then she went on to be in, uh, a, she went to guest star a few different times on One Life to Live over a five-year period. Uh, essentially, they'd have her come in for four episodes. Don't deal with her again for five more years and bring her for five episodes. Then she played in uh, she played in an episode of the Tyler Perry House of Pain show. Um, and then now she is apparently on General Hospital. And then she was also in Grand Theft Auto uh, 5 as Denise Clinton. Oh, wow. Interesting. It sounds like uh, Blastian and Viv has the whole world figure out. And, and we all need to uh, understand what it is from her perspective. Because that's how the world works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so yeah so I, I i'm not a fan of these tr- like i look the dark skin ant viv was so much better just like it just across the board but wow that lady is seems like a piece of work in, in every well, manner it, before you what, say that she's a lot better why don't we talk about the other ant viv what are her credentials light skin uh, what, what, what has she done <laughs> So she was in. Uh, she played on. Uh, she played in a movie called Coach of the Year. Then she was in a movie called Proto. All this before Fresh Prince. Okay. Uh, played in a, some movie called The Murder She Wrote, The Body Politic. Um, then she was then for TV. She was actually on Hill Street Blues for five years. Okay. Uh, apparently. Come on, yeah, that's that's some cred. Yeah. Um, then she was on Simon and Simon. For I don't know if wait how long was she on this show? Uh, how did they afford her? If she was on all this. Uh, okay, so she was on uh, I guess Simon and Simon, and then uh, had a few guest spots. She was actually on an episode of the Cosby Show, uh, then another episode of Murder She Wrote. I guess maybe she must have been a full time cat. I don't know what's, what's going on there. I'm not gonna lie, her career her career prior to the Fresh Prince was a little bit more heralded and better than. Uh, what do you she call didn't it? play one of the cats and cats that no one knows the names <laughs> of. <laughs> Mill. Tamimo is what it is. That's how it's pronounced. No, I don't know, dude. Okay. <laughs> oh, apparently she, playing Tamimo. Uh, so also apparently she that one uh, this one uh, this one being Daphne Reed or Daphne Maxwell Reed. Um, she's actually married to. Tim Reed, the dad from Sister Sister, and who was on WKRP in Cincinnati. Interesting. Sister Sister. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So let's continue. <laughs> let's continue with. Okay. Uh, with the topic Stone Cold appearances. I went with the Zaza Gabor in the episode High Host. Stone Cold appearances. So I went with Zaza Gabor in the episode uh, Hi Ho Silver. If you remember that, she played a uh, previous starlet and they thought that she was stealing things and then Will Smith is in her house stealing silverware and stuff like that. Um, kind of like the only Miz uh, homage, I thought. But Is that right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's what, like what, one of the first season, like scenes. Like Miz, he steals okay. the, and then the guy. All right, so I need, I need to watch Broadway if do. I don't know Tama Mill good. and Lay Mir- Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did, yeah, I need to step it up big time. So, okay, so Milton, I went with also Milton Burl in Ill Will. If you remember that episode, I think Will gets his tonsils out, and then did Milton you pick Burl the only in. two white people in all of the series? 
right here. No, I didn't. I could have chose Kellogg Lieberbahn or <laughs> or Fred Willard or something like that. Uh, then also, I went with uh, Oprah in uh, A Night at Oprah. Um, I might, might just amend that. I really loved her appearance because she actually had like a lot of comedic chops in this uh, in this role. I don't She's know, Oprah, like, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oprah's amazing. Yeah, yeah. She goes over to Will. She's like, "Hey, come here." She goes, "Hey, do you, let me tell you how this works, right?" And then I just, yeah, I just thought that she brought a lot of energy and like for her to be on a show like this or whatever, right? It speaks a lot. Uh, speaks volumes over. In my role as uh, ambassador of race relations, you know how I really like, you know, strike a chord with all. Is I say, look, your grandma likes Oprah, right? My grandma loves Oprah. Everybody loves Oprah. It's all good. The world is the world. Okay, so you go up to people, you ask them, you tell them that you know that their grandma likes Oprah. Yeah, of course. How old are these grand? You know what I mean. Okay, all right. Uh, what did you guys have for Stoke? <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with Sherman Hemsley. Um, I'm going to go with Sherman Hemsley because he, obviously, um, we all know him as George Jefferson. And yeah. he also, like Queen Latifah, played, so good. Oh, yeah. he, he played two different characters. Two, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, season one, he played a rival judge named Carl Robertson, who was uh, they died. a rival to Uncle Phil. So and then, good. Uh, yeah. Wasn't he like a mentor also? Yeah. Yeah, oh man, that, yeah, he was great in that. I yeah, I love that role. The uh, the lady, uh, they're at the funeral, and they they ask people to speak, right? And then this lady comes up, and she goes, "I knew Judge Robertson biblically." Everybody's <laughs> a song. <laughs> yeah, but then he goes on to play his on-screen character of George Jefferson on the show as well. So it's kind of like a little cameo. No, that one That's was the one great. Where he uh, stood up on the couch or whatever, right? Like, yeah. just like looking well, down. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, don't like they fun. like all? Don't they get in a fight with like the little like? The uh, double dare like uh, cushion thingies or whatever, right? It's Wheezy and Wheezy and George versus Will and Lisa when yep. they're hitting each other with paddles and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so great! Look, Wheezy goes, "Well, George," he goes, "What?" <laughs> she said, "Say you're supposed to say something nice about me." He goes, "All right," he goes, "Look, your mama dead, your mama died, your mama ain't never coming back again." Man, moving on up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Scott. What? Did, <laughs> Scott, who did you have for this? I had uh, the great Robert uh, Guillem. Oh, nice. Yeah. From uh, oh, although I, well, I think part of it is like, does he play any other role than like a doctor? Or I don't know. Maybe I'm only remembering him in Big Fish. But uh, no, in the Not- in was up. <laughs> no, in the episode of uh, You'd Better Shop Around, which is when. Uh, Will gets the job at the car dealership. Yeah. And uh, he's like, dude, because he's like, well, he's so charismatic, right? He sells all these cars. He quits college. He's like, he gets all up. And he's like, he, he like, he becomes his, uh, and, and I think it's funny because like, I started my career in sales too. And like, you always get this dude who's like, oh man, you got a lot of potential. Come on in, smoke a cigar. How's this chair feel? Like, it was so real. Like, he really, like, took over the whole episode, I thought. Yeah. So good. No, I, that was great. No, that's, that, like, first of all, I don't know what car dealership that was, but in, never in my life have I ever been somewhere where someone as distinguished as Robert, uh, the name, however you pronounce that, uh, is, would be selling me a car. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
<laughs> like, 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 you had literally like the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, so you were like a Chevy, <laughs> like in in '67 or something. <laughs> yeah, like Ben, like Benson is not Benson's not coming up to you. <laughs> Would you like a car? <laughs> yeah, like somehow he survived and became a car, like a, like an owner of a car dealership. Like, yeah, R- Rafiki. <laughs> Rafiki is not selling you a car. I love that you guys picked all the dead. Like, you guys said I picked all the white characters. You guys picked all the dead people who died in real life. So, oh. Oh, dude, that's true. You know, yeah, you guys picked, like, old dead black people. God bless the dead. Yeah. All right. Uh, best episode. Um, okay. So, I already know, like, I'm just going to get shat on by everybody for not picking the episode that they want me to pick. Uh, which, which, is we'll get to. which is what? Which is what? Which is what? Uh, the one I the, picked. The, the, the one I picked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I already know. I already knew this. I was like, yeah. I was like, people are just been cruising, just being contrarian. Uh, okay, so I just wanted I cho- you to say it. <laughs> yeah. So I chose. Uh, I chose mistaken identity. I think that was a season one episode, if I'm not mistaken. It's the one where they're driving around the car and Carlton learns what it's like to be a black person. Um, yep. Where yeah. That's first of all, just like one, yeah. Yeah, just like the whole last part where they get arrested and Carlton's like, look, we didn't do anything wrong. And Will gets out the car and just immediately throws his arms on the uh, so, on the yeah, car. Yeah. <laughs> then later on, they go, hey, we want to do a jailhouse like, confession. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've done it. Yeah. <laughs> it. Then it cuts over to Carlton, mommy. And then just like the, the whole like scene where... Uh, Uncle Phil comes down to rescue them, right? And I was like, it was the first time I was like, all right, no, like Uncle Phil's the guy, right? He just comes down there, like, did you talk to the, did you talk to their parents? No, because we're their we're parents. Did you talk to the lawyers? No, no because we're the lawyers. Lawyer. Now unhand them, or I'll have you, you, I'll have your, uh, I'll have you tied up in so lit, so much litigation that your children's children's paying for it. And then the guy's like, so well, I think we better go, uh, right? And I was like, man, I was like, and I look at my parents, I was like, why couldn't y'all have been lawyers? Like, like they're so accomplished. Like, no, no offense to my parents, right? But I'm like, these guys are like, accomplished. They have their back. Like, the law's afraid of them, right? Then also, uh, like, dark skin Aunt Viv in there. She's like, hey, she goes like, uh, so he goes like, hey, quiet can, down, woman. And then she's like, taking her ear ring. Uh, doing anything, you, you're hopefully for your kids. They'll be like, Dad, I'm so glad you're a podcaster. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck you, Scott. All right. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> all right, so all right, what did you guys have for B? Uh, uh, also, I put uh, I also put uh, blood is thicker than mud. Uh, again, I know people are gonna be like contrarian. You picked the series. You picked a lot of series episodes. You didn't go with that one. Um, that's the one where Carlton is accused of being a sellout, and they talk about how he can't uh, enter the fraternity and all. And then this one guy goes like full Antifa and Black Lives Matter on him, and then Carlton goes and gives a very famous. Uh, Gives a very famous uh, lecture and monologue on how he didn't want to be This is the one where Will got into the frat, but he didn't, right? Yes, what I just said. Yes. (laughs) But you you gotta... gotta, clarifying. I was still laughing from my last jokes. Okay. You you gotta highlight what Carlton said, and I quote, Being black isn't what I'm trying to be. It's what I am. I'm running the same race and jumping the same hurdles you are. So why are you tripping me up? You said we need to stick together, but you don't even know what that means. Mm. Boom. Mm. Boom. Nice. Nice. All right. So, uh, so I went with that. And then also at the very end, I also tossed in a Viva Lost Wages just because I think that the uh, interplay between Will and Carlton there is just great. It's like uh, Carlton's like, hey, he goes, Will, 
we're not going to be able to get to the Grand Canyon. Then Will pretends like he cares about you. Oh, you you oh, sorry, Carlton. Are you serious, man? And then Carlton's like, yeah, man, what were you thinking, right? Then Will, like, slaps him or whatever. They lose all their money, and then they got to go and do a dance-off where they're doing the jump on it. I just love that episode. Like, to, yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what did you what did you guys have? Because I know everybody wants us to get to that. Uh, yeah. All right. Go ahead. I know everyone wants us to get to the very famous episode. So what did you guys have? Um, well, I, I had mistaken identity as well. Um, I guess I'm just a sucker for episodes that highlight discrimination against minorities and uh, people stick yeah. up for us. So um, that was one of, one of my favorite ones. And then, uh, <laughs> well, well, the thing is, like, I just feel like 30 years later, it's still a relevant situation, right? I mean, no, I know. What yeah. the fuck? It's so stupid. Wiggins, Wiggins can speak like, to yeah, it. I can speak to actually it. Actually, like, in real life. Yeah. Wait, what? Wiggins can what? <laughs> I said you can speak to the, to having experienced the same situations. I I was pulled over many times for cops. Yes, you know, certainly. No, dude, I, honestly, as a white guy who has black friends, like the only time getting Scott, pulled over. Scott, I'm your only black friend. Stop this, man! Like, what I are have, you doing? I have multiple black friends. Man. You, you, and you and uh, you and Carlton. In, in real life, no, 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 no. Honestly, like uh, having having been having had friends who are black, like the only time ever getting pulled over in my car. What I first like, bet Scott, he said African American. Like, <laughs> no, I said black folks, which is still fine. Listen, listen, <laughs> as, the blacks. as the ambassador of race relations, he has many friends. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> we, well, all right. I'm gonna let you continue, Scott. Americans for the United States of Americans. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, continue. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, enough of me being serious about this stuff. Uh, so yeah, mistaken identity was one of them. Um, I'm gonna have to also go with bullets over Bel Air, uh, which is season five, episode fifteen. For those that what, don't why do you have to cry episodes? Well, dude, it's it's the episode where Will gets shot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But bullet. my question, yeah, my a, question he takes is, a bullet as they're getting robbed at the ATM machine, and then Carlton goes full on gangster. He goes and gets a gun, and then he tells Will that he he gets this gun because he's going to prevent this from happening again. And then Will basically asks him for the gun, and then the, the episode ends with him taking the bullets out the chamber. That's some gangster shit. Who would have ever yeah. thought that? Who would have ever thought that Carlton would be the one buying the heat? Well, no, I just love that he was. I just love that he goes like he goes. What are you gonna do? He goes. What are you gonna do? He goes. Oh, I'll just close my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> or when he he like slams the food and then Will's like. Uh, I was gonna eat that. <laughs> well, this is also relevant because this is pre-gun control laws, right? Oh, it was as before the assault weapons ban. Yeah, gotta take so. your, okay. gotta take your own two hands. <laughs> <laughs> that pop from uh. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not gonna mention this other one because I think this might be the same episode that we want Chris Wiggins to mention. So I'm, I'm just gonna save it for later. Okay. Cool. Okay. So Scott, go uh, go ahead with yours. You gotta be a football hero. This Damn, one number one. That one? Nice. That's that's the DUI episode, right? That's the DUI episode. Yes. That's what is everybody that knows. I no, well, there's one that I think everyone knows, but is that the one where uh, he meets the dead kid? Yes, yes Billy. Yep. He's in the. Why cemetery. did you guys pick all the sad episodes? Because <laughs> they're the best, dude. So okay, this is the one where Will oh, takes shots so at the party, trying to impress everybody, trying to impress his uh, boyfriend. Uh, the guy who's his, been his friend in a lot of movies uh, for a long time. And Wait, who? The security guard in White Men Can't Jump. Who is that? You know the guy who left them on the lot to play to play ball? What? No, but you said he's been in a, in a few other movies with them? Mm, boyfriend. 
What is it? What? <laughs> <laughs> what movies has he been in with them? Yeah, the one you name we like. What was it he been? You guys know what I'm talking about. No. Pause. <laughs> what? Is, uh, Ezekiel Ezekiel Jackson? No, dude. The Tri relationship. Who are you the talking about? Long- oh, hold on. Uh, I know where he's going with this. You know where I'm going with it. I know where he's going with this. Uh, what's his name, dude? Wiggins. You know who I'm talking about, and I should know his name, but now I forget it. The guy that's been rumored, uh, you know, Will and. Uh, Jeez. Dwayne oh, Martin? So for, oh, Dwayne Martin. For, for oh, Dwayne li- Martin. For all the listeners out there that uh, don't know what Scott Bauer is talking about, and this is because... Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> I don't even know what he's talking about. But um, so <laughs> <laughs> there, there are rumors going around that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett are in an open relationship. and that pro- That's probably very true. Maybe. I mean, who are we to judge, right? Very but, well, but, I'm not judging. I'm just saying it's very true. <laughs> What Bauer is insinuating is that this individual is rumored to have had a relationship with her um, outside of their him. marriage. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Him. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I believe he's talking about Dwayne Martin because I'm the one that told Scott about the situation. <laughs> How dare um, you. So Will Smith. I, I was. I can tell everyone about it. Will Smith was a producer for a show called All of Us. This is probably inappropriate for the podcast, but who cares? Um, he was a producer for the show called All of Us, him and Jada Pinkett. Uh, Dwayne Martin, who's actually married to Tisha Campbell, Tisha Campbell Martin, um, apparently, alleged, there's a rumor uh, that Dwayne Martin alleges that uh, Will Smith came on to Dwayne Martin, and then when and then Jada Pinkett came on to Tisha Campbell, and that when both of them rebuffed their advances, uh, Will and Jada said, we're no longer producing the show, and then UPN canceled it. And apparently it was Dwayne Martin and Tisha who said, hey, we've done this before with you guys and enough is enough. And I'm probably never going to get an interview, get the interview with Will Smith again after that. So, yeah, uh, so that's the case. Let's go directly <laughs> well, no, back to the legend. Okay. This is the whole point. That's my, yes. that's my point. And we're revealing right. it, too. Uh, let's get back to your episode, though. All right. <laughs> so this is me petitioning for Chris. This is me petitioning for Chris to still What's get up? that interview. <laughs> Well, so, that's, okay, what, so that's what I'm saying. So, it's like, okay, football hero, DUI episode, yeah. Will Smith at a party, trying to impress everybody, trying to be a tough guy. But now, to our point earlier, oh, he's at a frat house. There's other alpha dudes around. His little, like, dog and pony show game by himself doesn't totally work. He's getting sized up, gets all drunk, gets too drunk. We've all been there. And then he's thinking about driving home because he's whatever. And then he has this series of uh, Dickensian uh, uh, relationships with essentially these ghosts who show him different parts of his life. And the last one is this little kid who is uh, has a lot of potential. It's very much like Will when he was younger and, uh, and ends up getting killed by a drunk driver. So Will learned lesson. Heart-wrenching. That episode, amazing. That episode creeped me out because and that kid was a ghost. I didn't really like ghosts. Well, I mean, the the part about that, too, is I think the whole time he doesn't realize that he's uh, seeing ghosts, so he thinks that he's talking to a real little kid. He thinks yeah, he's talking exactly. to a real yeah. person. Um, and, I, I mean, and as the audience, you think so, too. You don't know he's a ghost. Yeah, you don't know. But, I mean, this goes yeah. to show yeah. what was going on at that time, you know? Dr- drinking and driving was yeah. really a big deal. You know? So yes. for, I mean, all, all you young is. listeners out there, you don't realize how good you have it with Uber now. 
this yeah, is half of them back. still get DUIs. It's still yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. Like, yeah, like, all right, let's not act like people aren't still getting DUIs. Go watch that episode, people, because like you guys are still drinking and driving. Nah, and nah, nah. But it's not, the same. it's not the same as when we were in college. Like that was a real struggle. Like if you went out and yeah. you were in a group of people, it had to. It came down to who was the most sober of the group to drive home yeah well because yeah right. all the kids now they got in college they got daddy's uber account they just yeah <laughs> hey also speaking of the episode you want to know what else happened in that episode what that's the one where carlton went full ted kennedy on uh jackie in the show so uh, <laughs> oh just... that was the last <laughs> one uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah sorry that's why she moved away yeah, so... Look, Scott's favorite episode is the one where Carlton kills that chick. Yeah. Right? Uh, no, no, no. Second favorite. This is what everybody's talking about. Home is where the heart attack is. Wait, uh, that one? Uncle Phil died. Yeah. But then he came back to life. Oh, um, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you chose. All right. All right. You guys legit just chose all the sad episodes. So Tearjerkers. I, I, I love how that happens, though, and then he still doesn't lose weight or, like, portray. Yeah. He, no, he does. Yeah. He, like, could, could t- like, they just, like, he had a heart attack and then he's back to eating the same crap like, no like the next episode. Dude, he would have had gastric bypass at least. Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe some okay. life out to, to, like, get that, to get that shit going. Like, like, yeah, oh, it time, yeah. like, come on, dude, you got options. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so what, what's the episode that you think we're alluding to, Chris? Is it the one I'm thinking of? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so this is his virginity. No. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Scott. Okay, so this... that's not what we're referring to. But... All right. So in this episode, it's the one where Will's dad, Lou Smith, um, Comes back to return. Uh, Uncle Phil warns him about him to, and, and talks about how he doesn't like him. Um, they plan on going on a road trip in this episode. And then uh, Lou Smith tries to talk to Uncle Phil, let him know that he can't do it, and ask uh, Phil to tell him for him. And then uh, they get in a little, these two get in a little bit of an argument. And Lou Smith's like, You think you're better than me? And I'm like, Well, I mean, he is a judge, and you're wearing like a beanie and like driving truck, whatever. Um, and then he goes, Oh, whatever. Then he leaves, and then uh, he finds Will. He lets Will know that he can't be there for him, um, that he can't go on the trip, that he's postponing it. Um, he tells him it's good to see him. Will calls him. Uh, Will tells him it's good to see you too, Lou. And then uh, we get the famous scene that all the people that love Will Smith uh, will rally on about, on and on and on. That tear. Um, Got that tear. Yeah. Iconic so, heart-to-heart combo. The iconic. So. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my issue, like, I know this is a lot of people's favorite scene. People always come to you about the scene given my family situation and think that it resonated with me. It didn't. Um, but I understand why it was so You're popular. Full. It uh, resonated with me, yo. We, yeah, uh, we know. Uh, <laughs> so the, essentially, this is how it goes. Um, Uncle Phil, first of all, Uncle Phil eavesdropped on their conversation. Like, I know that the kitchen is right by the living room and that, like, there's no dissem- like dissemination. We could have, like, walked towards, like, the fridge or anywhere else, but he's, like, eavesdropping. Will walks over to him, then uh, Phil goes, uh, I'm sorry, Will. Will goes, you know what? Actually, this works out better for me. You know, the Slimmies of Summer coming to class wearing next to nothing. You know, I'm going on fun. And then Will's like, oh, well, it's right to be angry. Then Will c- c- you know, continues on incredulously. Hey, why should I be mad? At least he said goodbye this time. I just wish I wouldn't waste my money buying this stupid present. Then he pulls out this little statue that, like, if you went to any black household in the 90s, you would have saw these all over the place or whatever. It's some random-ass African, like, essentially with no facial features or whatever, um, like, carrying a like carrying a kid and everything. 
Phil's trying to calm like him down. Like a water well. jug or like a block of ice on their head. Or something. Wait, so it's it's a statue of a man carrying a kid? Uh, I think it's like a baby. It's a father with like a son is in his lap and he's like wrapping him around him, right? So Will so rips it out it, of his bag and like toss. Is it as common in black households as in Mexican households where you have the calendar with the Aztec carrying the sleeping girl? Is it that common? Yes. Yes. Just, <laughs> yeah. Is it as common in black households as white Jesus is in white households? I think white Jesus is in every household. Uh, I don't want to sound like Megan Kelly, but marketing, <laughs> no, I, yeah, we had a, yeah, we had white. I mean, we didn't have any Jesus in our household, but if I went to someone else's house, it was like white Jesus and whether what color they were. So Will continues on. You know what? You ain't got to do nothing. Uh, he goes, you ain't got to do nothing, Uncle Phil. He goes, uh, he goes, ain't like I'm five years old, you know. Ain't like I'm be sitting up every night asking mom, when's daddy coming home? You know what? Who needs him? Hey, he wasn't there to teach me how to shoot my first basket, but I learned it, didn't I? And I got pretty damn good at it, too, uh, didn't I? Then Phil's, like, cutting in and out. Yeah, you did, right? Then he goes, I got, I got to my first date without him. Right, I learned to drive. I learned how to share, or sorry, I learned how to shave, not share. Right, I learned how to fight without him. I had 14 great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. Turns the, then looks at the front door. To hell with him. Then uh, they don't say anything, right? And then Will's like starts to sniff, right? Then he's starting to, uh, you know, he's starting to get sad, right? And tears dropping down. He goes, you know, I ain't need him then. I don't need him now. Then Uncle Phil's trying to cut in, right? Then Will's, you know what, Uncle Phil, I'm going to get through college without him. I'm going to have a great job without him. I'm going to marry me a beautiful honey, and I'm going to have a whole bunch of kids, and I'll be a better father than he ever was. And sure as hell, don't need him for that, because ain't the damn thing he can ever teach me about how to love my kid. Then he, like, completely starts to cry. Then Will turns over to Uncle Phil. Then he goes, <laughs> how come he don't want me, man? And then well, uh, Uncle Phil hugs him. So, fantastic. everyone loves that. They use that as the basis to say that Will Smith's a good actor, and I'll agree. I'll agree with them there. I'll agree but with I think that that's everyone. I think that's what everyone thinks is the best episode of the uh, show. Well, I, I mean, it's the best scene of the show. show. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Best scene. Yeah. Best I, scene. I, I, yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you do, all right. So I will get. Yeah, if that was, a, yeah, I would legit say it is the best scene. The the whole rest of the episode's meh. Like, first yeah. of all, all right, I, I'm gonna get in. I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead into some of the uh, continuity errors. Like, uh, how the hell? is his dad's name Lou Smith and I'm pretty sure it's like implied that the dad was never wait well I guess he had been around if he only missed 14 of the birthdays or something like that uh, so maybe they had gotten married or so but if you in all those episodes that really suck where they invite like the aunts back they go the Smith sisters are back again so I know Smith is a common name and everything but I just feel like it's unlikely that uh, I just feel like the writers just dropped the ball and like forgot to change that or something I don't know, man. Like my I, my dad left when I was two, and then I yeah okay. But was your mom's maiden name Bauer? This is all very but, real for me, man. That this is not, not what the source of contention. Okay, that's not what the source of contention is. Scott. <laughs> my issue with the continuity, right? It's uh, it's 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 like just the, the Smith. Like, all right, there's no. I just don't think that uh, they would have. That would have naturally made them say, you know what? Let's just not try this. You know, your last name Smith, my last name Smith. It's just not gonna. Yeah, right. That's that's my that's one big gripe, and then the rest of the episode was just kind of uh, meh. And his dad just kind of looks like an asshole. Uh, yeah, he is an asshole. Well, he is an asshole, right? Yeah, but it's just like, his come on. yeah, his okay. His dad was like first of all, his dad was older than Uncle Phil. And like I'd venture to say, his dad was older than Jeffrey and <laughs> older than Robert Guy. His dad was played by Ben Vereen, of course. Also, guys. Mm. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. So we're. I'm gonna go to worst episode. Uh, well, unless you on, guys have on, something to say about that. Okay. I mean, all right. You, you gotta stop say, talking. Something. Like, what? You gotta say that that scene was iconic for a reason, though. That. Uh, still talking about that scene with the uh, Papa's got a brand new excuse. Who, how, who's still talking about? It? Yeah, people are. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the how come he don't want me, man? I mean, I, I I've seen that turn into a meme. I mean, I have that conversation with you every time you use followers on Instagram. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. I, I mean, well, I don't I think love, that combo's ever happened, but all right. I think the reason it was so good too is that Will literally th- this was a good this was a good scene between him and James Avery. Like he yeah. he literally played up every defensive mechanism that you have like as a man right like when when something's hurting you dude you just like you play defense like that's what you do you're like lock down d i'm gonna score some offense like that's just how it works right and he was doing that shit the whole time and then literally when you didn't think he was going to he broke it down and just goes like fuck this hurts me like it was so good it was so good yeah, no. Yeah. In, in, in all seriousness, I think a lot of people were able to relate to it because, you know, many people that have of course had the same that was my life, dude. That, that was my life. I'm not lying. Like that's I'm. This is not pretending. We're like that. That was literally my life. Another dude. I've realized probably about the same time. Well, like it, his character or whatever, right? Like it was like 16, 17, 18, whatever. I don't know how old he was supposed to be. I realized like my stepdad was my father. I was like, fuck. That's real. Yeah. Well, let me let me ask you this then. Do you feel like you also put up that same front? Um, Hell yeah. For years. Like years. Like acting like this dude who was giving me everything I actually needed wasn't doing it for me. He was doing it like for my mom. And then when you realize he's doing it for you, you're like, fuck, this dude loves me and I wasn't ready for it forever. And now I'm finally ready for it. It's amazing. That's, um, deep, that's man. awesome, man. Yeah. So what's time. your what's your relationship like now? Dude, my, uh, now I actually like made amends with my real father. We have a good relationship. Uh, nice. and I'm lucky. I have two I have two dads. It's cool. Hell yeah, that's dope. Yeah. That's good to Big hear. Time. Uh, so I don't really know how to transition, uh, <laughs> given Mike trying to play, like, analyze this, analyze that, and all, um, and Scott, so as being as sensitive as I can to the situation, <laughs> we're just going to go to, uh, worst episode, so, um, <clears throat> okay, so, yeah, uh, I, I'd put Will's up a dirt road, that's the one where Jay Leno, it's like a Will Smith. I, I, I don't know why he changes jobs so much or careers so much. He wants to be a paparazzi, and he takes a picture of like Will of uh, Jay Leno dropping out co- uh, coffee, and then people think that for some reason that Jay Leno has like a canister of oil in his car that he's spilling on the freeway, and that like uh, Will Smith catches a lot of flack for it. I hated that episode. I don't even want to analyze it. Also, I really hated the uh, any of those episodes they had where it's like random clips or blooper, bloopers. I just thought it was stupid. Filler episodes. That's what they were. Yeah, just garbage. Like they shouldn't even count as like part of the episode total. What did you guys have? 
Um, so I had a season three, episode 23 titled the way we were, um, if you Mm -hmm. guys recall, it's where uncle Phil and aunt Vib are celebrating their 25th anniversary and they are gifted a scrapbook and in, oh, terrible. (laughs) (laughs) in reference to the type of episodes that you, that you hate, um, they basically just, yeah, it's not even like they didn't do anything. They were just like a bunch of other shit happened and reacted for 20 minutes. (laughs) A bunch of of flashbacks from the last like two and a half seasons, (laughs) like. (laughs) nothing happened at all yeah all right uh, okay scott you i love what you wrote on all right tell us what episode you put down here hex and the single guy this was like a halloween episode i think it was season three i don't fucking remember but i remember the episode and do you guys remember beetlejuice fucking uh otho like the chubby white dude who was like giving the seance or whatever. He did the exact same character. He was Glenn Shaddix as uh, the seance guy. This was Hillary. Remember, she had, like, oh. I think his name was Travis. Yeah, and no, uh, he was he a reporter. A, yes. He was a reporter, he, yes. He died in a bungee accident. And so, literally, Will Will wakes up, it's Halloween, and they're like, oh, what's going on? And then Hillary was like, oh, we're going to meet Travis tonight. And they're like, what? I think his name and, is Trevor. Trevor, yes, Trevor. Trevor, Trevor, Trevor. Yes. Okay, Wasn't he essentially like pre Braxton from the Jamie Foxx show and like Carlton on steroids? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. It was, it was. Yeah. Trevor. You're right. Travis. Yeah, Trevor, Trevor Collins. Whatever, right. Yeah. yeah. So. This so sucked. she. Yeah. It was so bad. And then Will gets a hex, and then everything goes wrong. And then the worst part about the whole episode, Will wakes up, and it was a dream. So fucking stupid. But then they go, wait, this has been done before. So then let's pretend that he's... And then they Groundhog Day it. So they do the same shit that happened the first two minutes of the episode. And then it's like, it's happening again. And it's real life. So like he dreamed about what was going to happen again. And then the episode ends. It was so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like... Just, yeah, the episode... Shout out to when like like TV shows were doing Halloween episodes like that was part of. I agree. Like, hated that. Use the those. Simpsons. All of them are amazing. This one was terrible. True. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah. I just love Scott. Uh, Scott's description in here. Hex on the single guy. Glenn Shaddix, a seance dude, and it was a dream. Dumb and capital <laughs> Uh Also, okay. It was so dumb. Well, so, first of all, like, Carlton dressed up as Macaulay Culkin. and that was stupid and lame and super friendly. I thought friends this was funny, bro. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah, he, like, looked more like Dennis the Menace than Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> um, and then Will dressed up as, like, a vampire. I just, I hated it. You know, I hate that episode. Let's move on. All right. It's just awful. Um, okay. Best season. I put season two um, because you had the Ashley Bully episode. You had the Tisha Campbell earthquake episode. Also, you had uh, Aunt, the Aunt Viv dancing episode. And also, uh... Yeah, I, I I just thought it was just well, like everything. The continuity was on point in this season. What'd you guys? What do you guys think? What'd you guys have? Yeah, I thought season two was pretty dope. Um, I'm gonna have to go with season four though. Uh, that's the season where Will and Carlton start college. Um, we meet Nikki. That's when he's born. And then um, I think the highlight of the entire season, Carlton loses his virginity. Yeah. Uh, I hated that season. Like, I just, <laughs> just well, it's like, yeah, it's like, like, it's like they clearly ran out of storylines, and then like, I think that's when Light Skin Aunt Viv came, maybe, or is, did she come? The yeah, next yeah, season? no, yeah, no, she was already there. But you can't also cool. forget. In okay. That, in, in that season, uh, Hillary was also invited to pose for Playboy, and they got to meet Hugh Hef and go to the Playboy Mansion. I thought that was pretty dope. Mm. 
I mean, yeah, the Playboy Mansion, always dope. But yeah, I, I feel like right around this time, like Will's like, look, you know, let, let, let me get the fuck out of this piece. All right, let me go separate six degrees of separation or whatever. See what movies I can do. You know, like Karen Parsons had like spent that whole season like filming Major Pain and yeah. All right, Scott, what did you have? I just want to go back really quick in the terrible episode that I described. I think <laughs> I think Carlson looked like Cisco. <laughs> Which has an iconic Will Smith song, Wild Wild West. We're going straight to Okay. Anyway. I think all uh, I think all of Drew I think all of Drew Hill was on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, the Tyra Banks season because Tyra Banks (laughs) that's the best season just because of her yeah no but they had some good they had some good ones too but that also included when she got uh, Ted Kennedy or whatever yeah Yeah. but also the best episode in my opinion of the whole show but also when she got Chappaquiddick yeah she did get Chappaquiddick real quick with the quickness But you would never you would never know it was Carlton, right? I mean, they yeah. might racial profile him, but other than that, they'll get him some speed. Well, no, they, they, Maybe they'll some, yeah, they, sprinkle yeah. some crack on him, but they don't care if he killed like a black girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, she had she had blonde hair and like green eyes, so they're like, yeah, well, maybe something happened, right? Uh, so continuity issues. I mentioned the Lou Smith thing, right? Um, also, like Will was like supposed, apparently supposed to be really really good in basketball. Like amazing, and then somehow you didn't play in college, which I didn't understand. Like, uh, generally in life, if all you I mean, for, look, he loved basketball so much, he got his ass whooped for it, right? Yeah, uh, moves to Bel Air, he's playing star on the team, you know, doesn't pass the ball, he's at an academy. Like, look, that's good enough to go to, like, you know, it's good enough to play at like USC or San Diego State <clears throat> or you know, Cal or something like that. Like, he should have been at ASU at the bare minimum. And they yeah, not only did he... it, but then you got the black guy playing basketball thing. I don't think they wanted to be like that. Well, he's already doing it. Well, that's <laughs> what I mean. They were just they were like, nah, let's not have him do that. You know, All right, so they they didn't want him to play basketball in college because they thought it was racist. They didn't, no, they didn't want to go. Racist. Full... I'm just saying. Yeah, they didn't want to go exactly. above the rim on this, you know. Yeah. Okay. They don't uh, need no Jesus, Jesus Shuttleworth. Like, it's, it's all good. Yeah, they, they're like they're like they're like we know what he's trying to do with Dwayne Martin. All right, he's he's already in a basketball movie. Let's not, <laughs> let this let's throw that sin off. Right? I, also, all right, oh, okay. I, think, I think though Woody got screwed. I think that that hoop was ten two. They couldn't dunk on him. But that's just my yeah. opinion. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So Scott, you had how does he get from Philly to Hollywood? So okay, okay. So this is this is this is like in the very first pilot episode, there is a full other verse about his flight yeah. where he talks about first class, right? Yeah. But the rest of the whole season, it literally goes. Uh, my mom got scared. She told me I'm moving with my auntie and uncle in Bel Air, and then it goes a whistle for a cab when it came near, right? But like a lot of maybe the, the cab the cab was in Philadelphia and it took him there. That's what I'm talking about, though. Is this like Uber, like one way? Like, what's like, dude, this guy just moved to LA with Will? Like, what the hell? Was that DJ oh, Jazzy yeah, Jeff? Did back. he have like a cab company and that's how he got there? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, for those of you who don't know, because I know like we have, we're, we probably are going to have some listeners that just aren't that cool and so they don't know what's good. Um, the verse is 
I begged and pleaded with her day after day, but she packed my suitcase and sent me on her way. She gave me a kiss and then she gave me my ticket. I put my Walkman on. I said, I might as well kick it. First class. Yo, this is bad. Drinking orange juice out of a champagne glass? Is this what the people of Bel Air living like? Hmm, this might be all right. But wait, I heard they're prissy, bourgeois, and all that. Is this the type of place that they should send the cool cat? Um, and then it proceeds on from there, and then it goes to the... Uh, uh, goes to the plane landing and from the yeah so yeah uh, <laughs> I, I think we got to go with what's in the pilot uh, and I think even like the first four episodes they actually use that uh, no they second episode that they didn't I verified they did it no oh wow okay yeah. all right We're, it was literally right, so. the pilot okay so you had to go to the pilot or else you thought that the cab was uh, if you didn't watch the pilot you're like hey this cat looks like the best cab ever yeah. right? okay. <laughs> A sing- a I mean, kid that's from a why single- it smelled weird. I mean, he uh, yeah. went 36 hours at least, you know? <laughs> I think it was longer than 36, right? Yeah. That, that, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, all right. That's a good point. It's, uh, yeah, that, I just love that a single mom from Philadelphia is able to get her son uh, a full-on cab ride from Philadelphia, from Western Philadelphia to Bel Air. Oh, Uncle Phil picked up that tab. Come on. You did? Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, what did you have, Mike? Uh, so, for continuity issues, um, basically just some of the stuff that we talked about. How they changed the actresses that played Aunt Viv, and then um, the issues with uh, little Nikki. How he went from being a baby to a toddler to a six-year-old kid in a matter of like four episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the yeah. So the all the all the things that like you know this is like I think. This show may have beat out Happy Days for all the TV tropes or whatever, where there's like a jumping of the shark and where you age somebody and you know someone disappears. Just like yeah, it's wild. Um, okay, so how do we rate the music and the opening theme song? Um, I, I went. I said it's the highest ever. I think it's the most iconic. Uh, I think it surpasses the Brady Bunch in terms of how iconic it is. Like you can go to the club and you hear it. Uh, people are like, oh, you get excited. No one's like, don't play that song. You know. Oh yeah, yes. I mean they play it at the club. Everyone's gonna be singing along, no matter what race, what age. I mean this is this song is iconic as fuck. Yeah, it's a yeah, and I, I feel like even people that were born after the show went off uh, even know it, and they're just randomly like, oh, I had to look it up because you know blah blah blah, right? I mean even I would, younger, even, even the younger generation. I mean if they caught all the reruns on Nick at Night after Rugrats was on, I mean they're gonna know. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, so Scott, I love what you put. Uh, <laughs> I would rate it the fourth overall best ever. <laughs> all right, so what was your number? No- all right, let's go. Okay, it's fourth. What's your third? My third is Darkwing Duck. Dangerous. Yes, exactly right. Dangerous. When there's duck. When there's trouble, you call DW. Yeah. Darkwing Duck. Exactly. Darkwing Duck. Exactly. All right, what was your. Okay, what's your number two? Number two is Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. <laughs> okay, nobody except you and I have wow. ever, ever watched this cartoon, man. Like, I, I promise you. Literally, the theme song goes like this. Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. You know exactly what you're getting. I mean, it's yeah, just uh, a perfect song. Mike, did you ever watch that show? No, never. Have you ever heard of it? No, or seen it? No, because as you, as you said, you and Bauer are the only two people that ever watched that. <laughs> okay. Okay. And you're number one. Number one all time. Marvel comic of Spider-Man. And then it's got to be like all cartoons. Yeah, 
Spider-Man, Spider-Man, radioactive Spider-Man. What are you using a voice boxer? <laughs> yeah, he was practicing that all day. Yeah. Spider-Man, Spider-Blood, radioactive Spider-Blood. I basically main voiced it, like. <laughs> spider blood, spider blood, right the spider blood. <laughs> spider war, spider. It's so good. This is so... All right. Okay, so uh... number four, though. All time, it's so good. All right. Uh, I'm su- <laughs> right, I'm, su- I'm surprised that Law and Order and the Brady Bunch didn't make the dun, dun. list here. Yeah, that's not. I don't think that's a theme song. SBU. That's dun, just dun, a, dun. no. That's no. That's the transition. No, they just do it. Dun, dun. <laughs> no, it's dun 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 dun. <laughs> oh, you know what's actually great though? The Wire. What? And here's why. Man, maybe we're. Uh, we we might be maybe one day doing this one. This is so this is uh, yeah we, we yeah we will yeah best part we can make it shorter same than same song every time but each season different artists from Baltimore who do a different version of the song. They should have Francis Way Scott Key's Parkers do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. So move. All right. We uh, okay. <laughs> Like two more, all right, we so, got like two more wait, categories. Well, we can at least agree okay. that it's a top five opening. Oh, it's a top five, yeah. 100%. All right, all right. So we'll leave on that. If you just got more time, it's like gonna move to ten. All right. Uh, so timeless versus time passes by. Um, we're gonna see if we can run through these. Um, I put. Let's see. Okay, Hillary Banks uh, is timeless. Uh, time passes by. You can't really tell fat jokes about Uncle Phil anymore. And also, Will Smith is a kind of a scum. Like, what's Kim Fields? He fakes a marriage and has Jazz pose as a pastor just so he can fuck this chick who's like Catholic or whatever. We've all done that. Come uh, on. Yeah, that's the yeah, idea. I feel yeah, like that's like that time passes by back then. What did you guys have? Um, so I had some of the uh, the racial issues. Okay, um, going back to the. The fraternity episode, Blood is Thicker Than Mud, and, and Carlton, you know, giving that speech that I quoted. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty relevant even still to this day. You know, we have a lot of issues with people. Um, for example, like what was going on in the football world with uh, the conflict between Eric Reed and Kaepernick uh, going yeah. against Malcolm Jenkins and then uh, basically saying, you know, one wasn't black enough than the other and, and things of that sort. Um Malcolm so Jenkins was the winner. O H I L. All right. Okay. Anyway, okay. This isn't a sports <laughs> podcast, so. Um, yeah. But my 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 biggest timeless. I have to give it to the Carlton. Oh yes, yeah. a dance, like, a dance yeah, that, that will like, never ever ever get old. Ever. I mean, yeah, yeah, Scott does that at the club when he's <laughs> when uh, Dougie comes on. It's a exactly when I'm, when, I, when all them Hillarys are coming out. You know, Scott. <laughs> Scott goes from uh, Scott goes from the Dougie to the backpack kid dance at the Carlton. Ooh, in that one, all right. Um, okay. And then I teach him how to Dougie, and then I teach him how to Carlton. There you go. 
No, All right, uh, what, for, uh, you time, got, for time passed it by, I'm going to have to say the pickup lines that Will uses on women. Um, yeah. In today's Me Too era, that would never happen, ever. Um, yeah. I mean, let's just look at some of these pickup lines. Will would go on to say, hey, girl, you look so good, I'd marry your brother just to get in your family. <laughs> <laughs> I got four that's, words. That's for a good one, dude. I mean, that's come on. I would use that. Today. Here's another one. Uh, I got four words for you. Hall I day in. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. this last one. You know what they say? Behind every successful man, there's a woman. But if you wanted to switch positions, I'm with that too. Oh, terrible! That's wow. progressive. That's progressive. Come on. Yeah. Also, well, you also have the one where it's like. Uh, where him and Will are, I think him and Uncle Phil are like walking through the, uh, or like going to the elevator when uh, their Uncle Viz, Aunt Viz is about to give birth, right? And then he Will sees a lady just randomly starts barking at her, and like Uncle Phil has to grab him by his collar and get him in line. Yes, 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 I remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could have been worse. It yeah. could have been a cat call, but yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right, Scott, what do you got? Okay, so I, I'm going. I'm going a little traditional here. So just the whole, the whole family values, trials, tribulations, like just this idea that you know, family's family. Like I think that's like, and and even if you yeah. go all the way to modern family, right? Great, great, also great. Uh, yeah, blackish, everything, right? Like this, this idea. Your your family is a community. It's not just you know your immediate. Like I like this idea that you know we'll still family and. Even though it's kind of an outsider, I, I think that's yeah. Uh, time passed, dude. I mean, honestly, yeah, we talked about it. Bills in Bel Air. That dude would have got at least liposuction. Oh uh, my god! Surgery. Like, that dude would have lost weight. Like I, I love his time passes by. No bad jokes, and then it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> the way he looked. Like Uncle Phil wasn't like Uncle Phil wasn't being a true Bel Airian. Not at all, dude. Like, yeah, man. He was like balding. He'd have got some plugs. He'd have got all that shit. Yeah, he would have been. Right, he uh, he would have been hanging out with uh, LeBron's uh, hair. Person. Yeah, dude. That guy in real life. That guy would have looked like like uh, a plastic surgery, like uh, Lawrence Fisher, at least. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, all right. Hey. Uh, so we're gonna. I'm gonna skip the uh, what he get made today um, and go straight directly to who should be in the movie. Well, I put. Um, I think we can okay, agree that it, it would get made today, flat out. It yeah. would. Yeah. And I yeah. think if if yeah, we look would. at it today, I mean, you have a lot of shows that have copied that format. You mentioned All American. All American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. A big time. And then uh, Scott put Blackish, and then he put something about Candace Owen. <laughs> <laughs> We'll save that for my for my. would be okay. All right. So, uh, <laughs> who should be in the movie? I put Michael B. Jordan or that goofy, non-attractive black guy from SNL. <laughs> uh, Scott put. Well, ah, we totally disagreed here. <laughs> <laughs> I said anyone but Jaden Smith. Literally anyone. Michael Sarah, like the nerdy guy from Arrested Development, would have been better as well. Ben okay, and then uh, Mike, you put Jaden Smith because it'd be like O'Shea Jr. playing Ice Cube in NWA. You got to have your kid play your role. How dare you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the apple fa- fell real far from that tree. 
All right, I love that. I mean, Bo- I love that. Bo- if, if Bodie if gets Jaden some- Smith is an actor. He can be. He can not act weird for you know. Can at least thirty he? minutes and at least. Yeah. I'll um, go be okay. like, come on, Will. Why you want to be there? He'd be like, I mean, why does he anyone want to be anywhere, Uncle Phil. I mean, he wasn't, space is farther than time. <laughs> he wasn't weird in the Karate Kid. Okay. Sure. All right. Uh, no, okay. So he wasn't so, uh, for famous auditions, the only thing I could find was that Jada Pinkett auditioned for the role of Lisa, but didn't get it because there was no chemistry, but somehow they found a way to have chemistry and then gave us Jaden Smith, who Scott doesn't like. Um, let's go, <laughs> let's go to the Bauer, let's go to Bauer Internet consp- Conspiracies. Um, okay, so Scott, I'll let you kick it off, man. So, yeah, I mean, if this show were remade today, it would be made by, like, instead of uh, a bunch of, like, American Jews in Hollywood that, like, made all the shows in the 90s and stuff, it'd be made by... Oh, yeah! Okay. Well, <laughs> what the hell is this? Let, all right. Keep, let me get through it. Where the fuck are we saying that? All right, yeah. Let, let me, let me know when the... Yeah. Chris, let me going. know when to mute his mic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, instead of that, it would now be, which is what Hollywood is run by, a bunch of Tory Brits, for some reason, who, like, would... Uh, try to hold like red pill this like candace owens would be fucking hillary and uh i don't know like lavar bell or something would be like uncle uncle LeVar Phil. Ball? <laughs> like, okay. will smith so you will smith would be like jesse lee peterson like 20 years ago or something they just give it oh so what are you saying is this would be a combination of ball and the family and all american <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Mi- yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, apparently mixed with like conservative Reddit or something. No, it'd be like the whole thing. Too. Yeah, exactly. The whole thing would be like, oh, it's self sufficiency. There's no real like. So would Larry Elder be in this in or no? Yeah, Larry Elder would be like the guy who comes in and tells everybody how it is. Like Ben Carson's like Jeffrey or yeah. something like that. Oh god. <laughs> Yo, I can see Ben Carson. <laughs> I can see Ben Carson as Jeffrey. That's hilarious. Yeah. Get that light right, uh, uh, patch on his head. But he yeah. always gives his fingers together. Uh, well, actually, right. uh, the family unit is a very traditional role that goes back five thousand <laughs> years. Uh, Can you give me my slippers, yo? <laughs> so uh, you said you also said that first season they admitted that they lived next to Ronald Reagan. Um, all these white producers and writers just trying to pretend self-reliance is a solution. Red pill. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like, why are they trying to like? I do love though that uh, uh, dark skinned, uh, 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 dark skinned. <laughs> I know it's more light skinned, right? I wasn't trying to be consistent. Uh, and then <laughs> she she does call out like, "Oh, but if he comes, then she comes," which is awesome because uh, Nancy was fucking like everybody knew this even then. She was crazy, like the whole seance episode, all that. That's what she was doing, literally, like. Nancy Ronald Reagan. Reagan's eating jelly beans and like Nancy Reagan's like literally calling on the ghosts of like Reagan actor past to be president. It was crazy, dude. This is real stuff. What the hell? All right. <laughs> Look it up, dude. This shit's crazy. Uh, okay. Alright, so uh guys, uh Wow. I don't know how to end this, but look, yeah. guys, uh, thank you so much uh, for the benches assembled. We're gonna see you guys next week. Uh, don't forget the way that we're doing these shows as well. Um we are doing. You're getting it. You're getting. Uh, you're getting an episode. We can't binge that much crap, so we're binging trilogy. So you're gonna get a trilogy next week. We're not gonna reveal what it is until then. But it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be back to the future. 
You guys are gonna love what we have in store. <laughs> then we're gonna, then we're gonna, gonna uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, you know where you know where you can check this out wherever podcasts are found. Uh, it is late as a mug, and we got to get going. Um, so, Mike, Scott, for Chris Bingers, we're always assembling. Holla back. Holla. Peace.